Hello, and welcome to Journal Updated, a podcast about video games that give us choices. I'm Nora Blake. I'm Molly. That's so true. You are. I am. What is this, Molly? This is the pod. This is the pod. We're doing it. This is the podcast. You heard about video games? Unfortunately, yes. I'm doing I keep the hearing about them. I'm doing the pose. Have you heard about video games? Wait, there's a pose? The, the control delete comic. Oh. He puts his hands in the air. Have you heard about them? They're here. They're here. <clears throat> I'm not happy about it. No, no. No. <laughs> no. No. This um, month we are talking about Mass Effect 2, but before we get there, Molly. Have you played any video games since uh, Dishonored? <laughs> um, yeah, I have. Uh, I've played. I've played a few video games, and now I'm going to try and remember what they were. Uh, I know what they are. First, what? there was Mass Effect Two, and then there was uh, Dishonored Two, and then there was well, Dishonored Two, and then I there was Dishonored Two, <laughs> and then uh, I think you played all of Bloodborne at some point. Okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about Dishonored 2 because that is our game for next month. Yeah, don't I was talk still... about it, but I didn't want to dunk on you. Okay, wow, be nice to me. <laughs> I was just very excited to play Dishonored 2, okay? And I haven't played it before, so uh, I'll do a, I'll do another run of it before we actually record the podcast. I promise that much. I'll probably play it twice again, like, like I did the first one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Uh. yeah, I didn't play Bloodborne. I played Sekiro three times. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That game fucking whips. That's uh, the hardest one for me. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I it just it's just a different skill set. I recently um I played like all of the Souls games in the last like year and a half without really thinking about it. I just kind of been like, "Oh yeah, that sounds fun." Yeah, I uh, I'm, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> I got uh, so- the text message like Oh, I'm I'm fighting the second to last boss, and five minutes later, oh, I beat the game. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. That is how Bloodborne went down. Um, the thing about uh, those games is they're probably um, I I think FromSoft might be my favorite developer at this point. They might be hmm. they might be the faves. Um, I have not put much thought into it, but I do love all of their games. So one time I tried to play Ninja Blade. What is it? Okay, maybe I haven't played all the games. Oh, I played all from, the recent. Yeah, From does a used to do a lot of shit. Uh, this was like an early Xbox 360 action game. Okay. Um, I pl- tried to play it and I, I didn't do very well because the QTEs were randomized and I wasn't able oh, to like like prepare yeah. yourself for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh. Uh, when the Demon's Souls remaster comes out, I'm definitely going to be hitting that up. It's a shame about it looking like shit, though. Yeah, it does kind of look like shit, doesn't it? They kind of changed the whole thing. I really would rather them just put out Demon's Souls Just put HD. out the same game. Just put out the existing game with, like, a better resolution and... Yeah, just touch it bigger up. ...bigger textures and stuff. You like... don't have to remake the fucking thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, so I um I recently I think before we started the podcast I had replayed all of Dark Souls three, um and by the end of it I was only using um like f- 
this fire fist weapon that I'd found mm-hmm. um, with no shield. Yeah, because I I usually play those games with a sword and shield. Um, but I was like, no, I'm going to break that habit and do something else. Uh, and then that led me to be like, okay, well, if I learned how to dodge everything in the world without a shield, I could probably play Bloodborne now. Um, and then I finally did that after like... Because when Bloodborne came out, I had it, but I just sucked at it. So mm-hmm. uh, I beat it now, and then I went and I Luke was playing Sekiro. And I was like, you know what? That is That sounds like a great time. So I played it a few times and got the rest of the, the endings that I did not have. So uh, that game's really good. Uh, can't can't recommend it enough if you like that style of game. Um, it's hard. Like there's a there's a steep learning curve to start, but once you get it, I feel like it clicks really well. If you want to feel like you've learned how to play Sekiro, but have like not as much like actual challenge, I recommend playing Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> which is vaguely similar in ways that you might not expect, but it also has platforming in it. Weird. Sekiro doesn't have platforming as much as it has sick grapple hook points that you just jump. Yeah, to. yeah. It also has QTEs, great. which is wild for like that. Uh, that dev team. Oh, the Star Wars does. No, Sekiro. I was like, oh, they put QTEs in the Souls game. Did they put QTEs in? Just that one with the snake. Oh yeah, I guess kind of. I guess that's kind of a kind of like it's close enough. <laughs> it's close, yeah. Um, um, but there's no, but there's no fail state for it. The guy, it will just sit there until you press the button. Sure. Anyway, well, a slow time of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometime. Uh, yeah. So I, I did that, and then I was like, oh god, now I don't know what to do with my life. So I started playing um, Dead Cells again. Uh, oh right. Yeah, which is a game that I have not played since um, since it released, and there's been, like, I don't know, a good dozen patches and an expansion since then, uh, and that game's still pretty good. I, I like it a lot. Uh, it is, it's a fun little roguelike thing. I um, played a bunch of it, like, a year ago and had a decent time, but I was never very good at it. Yeah, I, um, I am currently on the two-boss cell thing. I have, I've won on the normal and the first hard mode and now i'm on the second one and i don't know if i'm gonna go much farther than that uh just because it gets to a point where they're like okay we're not giving you like health potion refills you're on your own and i'm like well that kind of sucks so i don't know about Mm -hmm. that um but it's still pretty i i think the i think the game like plus one hard mode is is probably about the right mix i'm looking for um, and also the best weapon in that game, according to me, is a, like, loot. So, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I dabbled in things here and there, but nothing I've, like, actually committed to playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Pris and I are trying to get through Tales of Vesperia again. Uh, we played a couple more hours of that. Uh, and we gotta get to the end of it. So, one day. One day I'll I come s- back and say Tales of Vesperia is still good. I started that, and then fell off it. I was playing Final Fantasy Adventure at the same time, and I also fell off of that. I haven't really touched the Switch since then. That was before the move. Um, oh, yeah. No, no steps from Eden? No, no, not in a while. Damn. Um, but yeah, like, go ahead. Speaking of JRPGs, I've been playing pieces of a JRPG. That one? 
It is a, the game is being built as I play it because I uh, I downloaded RPG Maker. <laughs> uh huh. It's really fun. I'm having a good time. Uh, the preset like assets are just evocative enough to like spark my imagination and cr- to create uh, NPCs around all of these unique uh, portraits. Yeah. Um, I have a, like, story already forming about three people who, uh, their friendship is sort of splintered by the introduction of, like, a prophesied hero into their dynamic. Um, one of them gets the magic sword, and then the other one gets jealous, and, you know, things go from there. Yeah. That's not who you play as. That's just the NPCs that you're, like dealing with and you have to fight all of them eventually so gotcha that's cool yeah yeah um i'm just gonna make a little thing and see if i can't like make a complete like abc thought that like has a little story and then ends and see where it goes from there i'm having a good time it's fun i've watched a lot of tutorials that were very helpful yeah um I think at one point in all of our lives, we've all downloaded RPG Maker and been like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> I hadn't really heard of it until, like, a month ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Um... God, I remember downloading RPG Maker on, like, fucking LimeWire or something. They put it on PS2 somehow? I don't know how that works. That's but wild. They did release it for PS2. How do you get anybody to play your game? a great question i guess you you just give your memory card to somebody i have no idea because the ps2 can't write discs can it uh pretty sure no so i don't know either you only make it for you or you it's, can use the PS2 network adapter to do some weird shit. Maybe you just would buy a memory card and then put it in a bottle and you would throw it out to sea. <laughs> and then one day, I mean, like 20 years later online, you'd be like, oh, wow, I played this game I found on the beach. All you have to do is um, get it off the, the PS2. Like, if you can get it onto a memory card or onto a disc, then you can, like... Put it on a computer and print more discs, I guess. Oh, damn. I really don't know how that... I'm going to just RPG Maker PS2. (laughs) Question mark. RPG Maker 3 is the fourth PlayStation version of the RPG Maker series. What do you... What does it do? It It doesn't. it, It didn't. I... The Wikipedia doesn't tell me. But it did say it does say that it re-released. They re-released this version of RPG Maker on PS3 through the PS Network. Oh, that's so weird. That's so weird. Uh, Can you export from the PS2? I mean, you must be able to. You gotta, right? You gotta. I don't know. If anybody out there knows how the console versions of RPG Maker work, 
I know that the PS2 has a network adapter because my PS2 has one. I bought it yeah. used. And they were like, do you want one with the network box or without? And I was like, I guess give me the one with it. I don't know. I might play FF11 someday. I never did. No, bummer. Um, yeah. I've just been having a good time making making little, little people run around and say things and then fight you. And then, you know, they'll say a line and then kill the whole party because uh, I scripted a certain thing. It's, it's, it's a good time. Hell yeah. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying RPG Maker. Yeah. As for other games, uh, fuck you, listen to my Mega Man podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're not giving this away for free. I mean, I played Mega Man 2 recently. I did a podcast about that that just went up um, on Rush here's, Radio. Here's my so. question. Was it good? Uh, you know, it was, yes, it was very good. Okay. It was, it's Mega Man 2. It's, I've I've never Mega Maned. Maybe I should Mega Man. I think Mega Man Two is the only Mega Man game that sold more than a million copies. Like in America or no, period. Oh, yeah. It's a huh. really weird thing. I I don't know if I have that fact exactly right, but Mega Man like individual games do not do not sell in huge numbers like you might expect from how you know. Everybody well fucking talks about it. Uh huh. Well, I just people... assumed they were actually popular. No, they're popular. It's, it's popular. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mega Man. Everyone knows Mega Man. Everybody knows about Mega Man. He's called the Blue Bomber because he's blue. Yup. <laughs> True. Uh. I really don't think I've played any other games. I don't think you have either. You've just been very busy. I've, like, dabbled in a couple more games from this uh, itch bundle, but I haven't finished any of them. Yeah. I was Um, playing a uh, visual novel about uh, two lesbians in a desert. Uh, Cool. Oh, uh, I also am playing Super Mario 64. Uh, very legally on my computer. Yeah, Mario EXE. Mario EXE, yep. From Battle Network. Yep. Uh, I have never played that. That game's fucking good. <laughs> Otto's been playing it, too. It turns out it's really fucking good. I might try it. Um, it makes me want to get my GameCube out and like find a copy of Sunshine and play that. Oh, I did play 20 minutes of um, Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Was it good? It was good. (laughs) Okay, the first 20 minutes was certified good. I played a lot of that game as a kid, um, and now I'm like, oh, that game's not very long. I don't know why it took so long. Um, It's because you were a kid. It's probably because I was a kid. But, um, also I didn't know how to play an RPG at the time. Yeah, same. But, uh, yeah. That game's good. Yeah. I think that's everything. Mass Effect. Everything else that I did this month is mostly just been watching uh, Kashan. Watching Kashan and going, I don't want to play Mass Effect 2. I... Definitely said that a few times. <laughs> I listen. It's not a good game, is the thing. 
It's not a good game. It's yeah, spoilers everybody. Well, let's get into it. I had an idea of how we can break down this structure. Yes. Because the here's what this game consists of. An intro mission and then a handful of missions that are uh okay. I'm just going to say missions. Then there's a story mission on Horizon yep. where a little bit of plot happens. Then you do more missions. And then at the end, you do the suicide mission. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, you know, you do the Reaper IFF, then you do the suicide mission. Yes, you have to get the Reaper IFF. I was surprised at how short this game can be. Yeah, if you're willing to get a dog shit ending, you can get through this game and... What, you can just third? barrel through this thing. Less than that? A quarter of the time? Yeah. It took me about 30 hours. Oh, I don't know what my final playtime was. I'm not sure if I took a picture of that or not. Um, so, the main story missions are the intro, the Horizon mission, getting the Reaper IFF, and the suicide mission. But peppered in throughout, you'll do a whole bunch of missions. And these yeah. are separated into two different types, which are recruitments and loyalty missions. Recruitment can be as simple as you go to a place and have a conversation and then you get a party member. Or it can be a big involved process where you have to solve a problem for them before they'll join your party. Loyalty mission is a character-specific mission that focuses on that character and their deal. You have to have them in your party and you learn, a, you like, ideally learn something about the character <laughs> <laughs> and feel a connection to the character. Um, and then they're like, oh, we're BFFs now. I have unlocked my last, uh, my hidden ability. Um, and also I won't die on the suicide mission. Yay. I promise. I promise I won't just die. There's, there are two other missions of note here, which are the DLCs, Overlord and uh, the Shadow Broker. Those are, I think... Overlord is pre-Horizon, uh, Shadow Broker is post-Horizon. Horizon's kind of the middle point of the game. Um, Which so... is weird, because it's one of the first things I did. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did Horizon, and they were like, go get the Reaper IFF. I'm like, I'm gonna do anything but that. I tried to do as many things as I could before Horizon. Maybe I'm just, like, misremembering the structure, but it feels like I got to Horizon very quickly, but I'm pretty sure I also cleared out, like, all of the recruitment missions before I went and did it. Some recruitments aren't available until afterward, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was thinking what we could do is if we have anything to say about the intro, we'll just do that, and then we'll just go character by character. Um, there are 12 characters worth talking, I guess, worth talking about in quotes, yeah, um, there are twelve squad mates that you can recruit, um, and I, I guess we'll just talk about a handful, and then we'll talk about Overlord and Horizon, and then we'll do talk about a couple more, and we'll talk about the end of the game. Yeah, that sounds good. I started the game out, and the first thing I did was recruit and do loyalty missions for the two nothing DLC characters, Kasumi yep. and Zaid. Do you want to start there? Yeah, let's start or, there. Uh, let's just or start did with you Zaid. have anything about the intro you wanted to say? Oh, I like the part where uh, Shepard immediately calls Joker a cripple. That was fun. 
Oh yeah, that's like the second line of dialogue. That's like that the second Shepherd line has. of dialogue is that <laughs> jo- Shepard calls Joker a cripple. Thanks, it's video a, games. This is a, super good. It's just setting the stage for future. <laughs> really scenes. setting the tone. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely setting the tone. I will say um, before we just jump in. At no point does anyone ever really engage with the idea of Shepard being reconstructed or whether they are the same person or not. Um, there's audio logs in the first level about how if if Shepard's not exactly the same as they were before, then it's a failed project. But, like, nobody ever questions that. Shepard never has any identity crisis over, like, uh, being basically a new entity divorced from the thing that died before. Um... There's everyone just assumes a continuity there because Mass Effect low key believes in the existence of the soul. I think, yeah, um, probably. It's a weird thing because like, kinda... they... go ahead. From the way that they talk about AI, right? Like organic life just has something that synthetic life doesn't. Yeah, which is weird because like the way they portray the Geth and like how they become sentient is like them coming they just start acting like humans and then the Quarians are like oh fuck oh jeez oh no (laughs) loads my shotgun moon haunted (laughs) (laughs) robots haunted yeah um yes it's they basically treat it like Shepard was just in a coma for two years effectively and like that's I guess you could do that but why not just put Shepard in a coma for two years yeah like like why kill Shepard why actually do that? And the answer is, I guess, at my most galaxy-brained, generous take. Continuing the Christ analogy. Uh, kinda? I guess? I don't know. Um, Shepard is now both synthetic and organic. Oh, Just yeah, like the Reapers. True. Really putting her on the inside of it. And so... I don't know if that ever comes up in 3, because I know one of the things you can do in three is make everybody part synthetic and part organic. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that ever comes up, but it is true that Shepard is a being of fused organic and synthetic like body parts. Um, not that it matters. There's no themes. I mean, aren't, but so are the, so are the biotics. No. Well, not in the same way. They could live without their implants. Oh, right. Shepard couldn't. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I've caught up now. Thank you. But no, don't get me wrong. Prosthetics don't count. That's not what this is about. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It doesn't really want to engage with any of that. Why didn't they invent bone har- a bone-hardening juice for Joker? <laughs> um, Because it's a capitalist future, so there's no incentive to actually... There's no incentive like, to do it help people. Um, Yeah. The real answer to that is probably that, uh, you know, Alliance Healthcare doesn't cover it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, well, they just want him to sit in the chair the whole time, so... Yeah. Damn, that's fucked up, Alliance. Um... But they have all this super technology. You could use fucking biotic fields to hold your bones together if that was the case, right? Like, yeah, just make they yourself... put Shepard back together after being dead. Now, granted, it's 
hand-waved away as, oh, this is one of the most expensive, like, uses of technology in history of humanity. Like, you know, we poured years and, like, trillions of credits into this, but that means nothing to me. Yeah, As a person a who ran around with millions of credits in Mass Effect 1, that means fucking nothing. Yeah, I had that money. It was actually in my back pocket when I got blown up. I, f- I funded half of this surgery with my pocket change that they picked up <laughs> while I was floating in space. Thank God Shepard finally got the pussy surgery. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Me waking up from bottom surgery. You feel this. <laughs> this hurts you. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, so Zaid. Zaid, yes. Uh, he is a grumpy man. He's that's his character. He's grumpy, and he says big goddamn heroes, and that's the only thing I know about him. He. Founded one of the mercenary uh, companies, I guess, that yeah, is one of the, like, stock uh, enemy archetypes. Uh, this doesn't really come up outside of his loyalty mission because he's a DLC character. He doesn't matter. Yeah. Not only, he's not only just, like, a DLC character, he's a launch DLC character, so he matters even less. Oh, God. I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's whatever. His loyalty mission is getting revenge on some guy. The guy who betrayed him and took over his mercenary group. And shot him in the head. And that's why he's got a fucked up eyeball. And face. I let that guy burn. Which guy? The enemy guy from that level. Oh, I think I let him get away. Hmm. Oh, wait, no, I didn't. Because you have to You have to help um, Zaid kill him if you want the loyalty <clears throat> thing, and I did, because that's mm-hmm. who I am. Yeah. Um, there's also Kasumi, who is this sort of infiltrator type. Um, yeah. The Master she's Thief. Neat. The Master Thief. Um, her loyalty mission is a heist where you don't do any combat, hardly. For a bit. Wait, no, yeah, you do. I was thinking You do, you extremely do. Shut up. Uh, also, that's where you see the Statue of Liberty, but we're not. Yeah, don't about worry about it. This guy, he just has the Statue of Liberty. He also has a statue of an ogre from Dragon Age. Yeah. Hey, what gives with the Statue of Liberty thing? Because it's not like Earth is gone. Earth is doing very well. We're going to go there in Mass Effect 3, and it's fine. Maybe it's a. Fake? Maybe he stole the Statue of Liberty. Maybe he's Carmen Sandiego. No, National Treasure. Oh. He's, he's the Nick Cage of of Mass Effect. Uh, doing that mission gets you a cool dress and heels, and that's what I yeah. wore on the ship for the rest of the game. Yeah, also it has the only SMG I think I used in the game. Yep, yeah, uh-huh. It's the best yeah. SMG. It's called, uh, The Gun That Killed Two Presidents. Shout out. Yeah, sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Locust SMG. 
<laughs> oh, I thought you were do- saying shout out to Coheed. No, not shout out to Coheed. No, I would never do that on this podcast. Never. Um. Uh, that's that's pretty much it for Kasumi. Like her thing is that she's trying to recover this like memory chip this guy has, or her her former partner who she was definitely fucking. Uh, like it, it, the code to something was entwined with his memories, and she had to get rid of it uh, after she recovered it. It uh, was like not particularly interesting. I let her keep it. Did you? I think I told her just to do whatever with it. I let her keep it so that I can get five Warbucks in the next game. Oh, Warbucks! Yeah, because we're gonna extract that data and get some points in the next game. Fuck, everything I love you think, Warbucks. Everything that you think is is like, oh, I wonder how they're gonna resolve this in Mass Effect Three. It, like, from what I understand, it's just here's some war points. <laughs> you get you get points for this one. <laughs> here's five Rachni points for not doing a genocide. Yeah. Fuck, I love those Rachni points, though. Uh, that's the two DLC characters. Yeah. Um, there's also... Their first two characters that you're introduced to are Miranda and Jacob. Miranda has an ass, and Jacob uh, is there. Jacob's here. He, Yep, that's it. Jacob's here. He's the security man. He's fired a gun. If you think we are being blasé about... I don't know if that's the right word. If you think we're being dismissive of these characters having no character traits, that's because they don't have them yet. We'll get to it. They become (laughs) characters briefly at the end of the game, but not there, not at the suicide mission. The Shadow Broker. (laughs) They very briefly turn all your characters into characters. Only Um, for a minute, though. Only for a minute, and you can totally miss it. Yeah, only for a minute, and only if you check their computer. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Only if you invade their privacy extremely. Yes. Well, yeah. you didn't. You didn't collect the data. Well, you're ju- yeah. You're just you're just uh, checking out the console. No, you're just watching this GIF of Jacob doing sit-ups. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, do you want to just do you want to just do, do we want to talk about their do we want to talk about their loyalty missions? Sure. Because like let's just let's just do a character at a time, I guess. <laughs> And just do all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Miranda Jacob, you just get off the bat. Miranda's loyalty mission is... Uh, she tells you that she was... Um, custom... She... Her... <laughs> okay, how do, how do I say this? As an embryo, uh, her dad was like, Yo, make her ass fat and her lips big. Make um, that pussy pop severely, Mr. Doctor. <laughs> make, yeah, please. Uh, and make her very smart, also, please. Um, so the doctor said, yeah, I could do that. And then just changed all the DNA to do that. Um, but also, um, there's only his DNA. There's no, uh, no one else. It's just no, purely no his mom. own DNA. There's yeah. no other, uh, input of genetic material in this. It's purely manipulating his own DNA. Also, I want her to just be the platonic ideal of a sexy lady. Yes. Nothing weird about this. Don't think about it too hard. Anyway, also, I'm going to do another one. I'm gonna yeah, also, I'm going to keep that genetic code just in case <laughs> this one gets away from me. Uh, which she does. So, the uh, the loyalty mission for Miranda is like, yeah, I have a twin sister 
technically we're not twins. We're only twins because uh, we have the same DNA. She's younger than me. Um, and she's been living with her, like, foster family I put her with since she was a baby uh, to hide her from my dad. Because uh, he's a big asshole. Don't worry about why. He just is. And you're like, okay, I guess we can go save her. So you go and help her. She's betrayed by her childhood friend who's been helping her keep the secret for uh, however many years. Um, and then you either let Miranda kill him or you tell Miranda to not kill him. Um, this is going to be a theme in the loyalty missions. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's almost all of them. I'm pretty yeah. sure it is almost all of them. I'm looking at the chart here. I don't even remember Garrus's loyalty mission. Garrus's is you go oh, wait, yeah, a yeah, squad yeah. member and right. then you choose whether or not you kill him. <laughs> okay. Okay, there are one... I think there's three that do not involve two, that choice. Three. There's four that don't have that choice. Okay. Four out of twelve. Well, what is Legions? Hold on. Legions is, do you want to blow up oh, half fine. my race or not? <laughs> okay, no. There are five <laughs> that don't have that choice, technically. Are you counting Legion in that? <clears throat> no. Okay. But I am counting Thane and Samara and Tally. Those are all true. Okay, uh, anyway. um, So, uh, with Jacob... Jacob's is fun, uh, oh, God. in that it's the worst thing in the world. It's, well, I don't know. There's other shit in this game. Oh, yes, I, we're gonna, we're gonna get to the DLC. I wanna know why the wiki lists Morinth as a squad member. Uh, because if you let Morinth kill Samara, you get to have her as a squad member. Oh, I didn't know that was a possibility. Yes, that is an option. Hmm. That's horny to me. Yeah? What, just Morinth in general? Just Morinth in general. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so with Jacob, um, you get a distress signal from the ship his dad was stationed on um, back like ten years ago when he disappeared. Uh, and Cerberus... Uh, clearly as the one who passed on the signal and they think it is the elusive man who is your who is your boss um, who sent it along so you go check it out um, and sure enough Jacob's dad is down there and so is a lot of the crew who had been missing all this time um, but they're all dumber uh, I don't know how to uh -huh. put that in such a way uh, well what they call it is uh Cognitive degradation or something? Yeah, something like that. Basically, the food on this planet that they crashed on is toxic, but specifically in such a way that it causes the brain to function more slowly, but this is a reversible process. Once you, like, stop ingesting the toxin, you can heal from it, but it makes everyone... Duh. <laughs> it... Bimbo food. <clears throat> it's bimbo food. It's bimbo food. Um, uh, and because these, this is the game from the creators of Dragon Dark Fantasy Age. Yeah. Uh, they, they take this to the logical conclusion. 
Yeah, where um, the officers aboard the ship that had crash-landed on this planet all decide they're going to keep all the regular rations from the ship to themselves and make all the other crew members uh, eat the other food on the planet that's toxic. Specifically Um, all of the women. Well, some of the men, but it's mostly the women. You're right. Mostly the women, and then they, like, divide the women up among them. Yep. Uh, And it is what you think it is. Uh, and so you confront uh, Jacob's dad because he's sending out a distress signal now uh, after this much time. And then you confront him and you go, hey, why are you sending a distress signal now? Is it because they're about to kill you and all the other officers are dead? And he's like, well, it's not not because of that. Uh, also, and- I it's fine. You know, Jacob, I gave him a good head start. You know, I... What did he need me around for? I didn't abandon anyone. Yeah, I, I didn't abandon my children. It's fine. I've never betrayed anyone in my life. In my life! Uh, yeah, so you, Jacob says, oh, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker, and I think this is the only one where I was like, yeah, you should. No, I mean, I don't know if you had I think he's the. I think he was the only one I let kill his uh, loyalty mission target. See, I didn't let... I mean, I was going to let Jacob kill him, but then Jacob didn't. Jacob just put a gun in his hand and said, Oh, right! The dad I knew knew how to solve his own problems. And he was like, this isn't enough to fight everyone off who's trying to kill me. And Jacob's like, it's not for them. So get him to Saren himself. Yes, I forgot that that is how that ended up. Yeah, you just let Jacob do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Damn, that's cool, Jacob. Unless you're playing a paragon. Yeah, in which case you, like, take him off planet, I guess, which, no. Nope, nope, he's gotta die here. Sorry. I did get an email from one of the people, uh, who I, who we rescued, uh, saying, uh, thank you for helping us, we're starting to get better, and I'm not gonna let anyone take my words away again. Yeah! Oh, god, it, I have, I actually, uh... My words are coming back. I can talk well. Reading is hard, but I'm getting better. Taylor wanted me like this. He wanted my words gone. I have to show him that he lost. Uh, yikes, bro! Yikes. That's a yikes for me. That's a big yikes. Cool. Um, who next? You want to do Jack next? Sure, we can do Jack next. I like Jack a lot. It's a shame I didn't use her for most of the game. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not a big not a big jackhead uh, myself. Not big I, at, I don't not know if Jack. He... <laughs> 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 I feel like that might have another meaning we're not aware of. No, no, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, the I problem don't... with having twelve party members is that you're going to see two at a time. So you know. I used Morden exactly once, and that was for his loyalty mission, and yep. I never touched him again. Yep. But Jack basically is um, the gayest straight woman in the game. Yes. Somebody did she... a Google search for butch lesbian, and mm-hmm. then they were like, okay, but make her straight. And then they did this again for every other Bioware game after this. Yes, it's fucking infuriating. Every butch in a Bioware game is straight. I don't understand it. Somebody somebody at Bioware has an axe to grind. 
<sighs> Jack is in a prison. A really, really fucked up prison in space that answers to no one uh, except money. And basically they take criminals into their jail and then the law enforcement that sent them there pays to keep them there or else they send them back. Yeah. This seems sustainable to me. Um, and also, if you cause too much trouble, they just fucking jettison your cell into space. Yep. Yep. Very uh, normal society. And if you're if you're like me, and you're like, oh, well, here's a mission. Who am I going to take with me? Okay, I'll take, um, I don't know, Miranda and Garrus. Garrus has a boner the whole time. Yeah, he's very excited about the super jail. He loves it so much. We'll he talk about Garrus in just a minute. Yeah. But Garrus is so horny for... Uh, for killing prison. people. For killing people in prisons. And well, especially well, specifically people he has seen as criminal. Mm-hmm. He also likes killing people in prisons. Also true. I, I anyway, fucking hate Garrus. Jack is here because... She has immense biotic powers and uh, a, tr- a traumatic childhood as a lab rat. Um, and she just hates everything. Uh, she hates the world. She hates everyone in it. And she's just trying to, like, do her own thing and tear people apart with biotics that they get in her way. I like her a lot, conceptually. Yeah. Um, you pick her up from jail, the jail's like, actually, we're gonna hold you here because you're worth money. Um, and so you have to fight your way out and you never go back again. Yep. Uh, do you blow that place up? I, I think you definitely, well, you don't blow it up as much as Jack gets out and blows the whole place up. Right. Uh, And you're just kind of there. And you're like, hey, Jack, do you want to come on my ship with me? And she's like, yeah, pretty much, I would rather just be anywhere that's not here dying, so yeah. She's but cool. She, yeah, she also hates Cerberus, so that's, you know, that's the sticking point for her, is like, it's fucked up that you're working with them. Cerberus? 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 We didn't talk about Cerberus, we fucked up. No, it's fine, uh, because this is our fifth character we're talking about here. Out of 12, so we'll just yeah. cover one more and then we'll, you know, we'll have half of them done. We can move on. To Cerberus? Yeah, we'll talk about Cerberus. Sure. Um, uh, Jack's loyalty mission uh, is she's <laughs> like, hey, can you take me back to the place where I was tortured and experimented on? I want to blow it up. And you're like, fuck yeah, I love blowing shit up. Uh, so you take her back there. Uh, and she has to confront the idea that she was not the only person who was tortured at the site. It was also a bunch of other kids who were also there that she knew about. But she she sees herself as the biggest, like, the most tortured of all these children. When a lot of the records are like, actually, we're treating her better than these other kids specifically because she's so strong. Uh, and she has to grapple with the idea that somebody else suffered more than her here, which is not really like a lesson worth taking in at any point because the real lesson is all these children were tortured. Also, she she like grapples with that for about thirty seconds. Yes, 
Um, and then she's like, okay, I'm better now. Yeah. Thanks for helping me blow that place up. I will not die on our loyalty mission. On our suicide mission. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to do Grunt or Garrus before we break? Uh, uh, Garrus. Okay. So, you first meet Archangel, as the dossier calls him. Uh, he's pinned down by, like, three different gangs who are all teamed up to get this one vigilante. I want to be clear. They're mercenary groups. They're not gangs. They call them gangs, but they're very much mercenary groups who operate on many worlds. Yes, but for the function of Omega, they are the gangs. Yeah. That's so... I... Mm. Yeah, go on. Because Omega is a space station built into an asteroid. It has a cool nightclub, and it's the Shady... The shady, uh... It's the shady place. Station. Yeah, for criminals. Um, and everything is run by Arya, who is this cool Twi'lek... What's it? Asari. Asari. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, this cool Asari lady, uh, who's just grumpy all the time. Um... She's just a bitch, and, you know, <clears throat> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and the mercenary companies that otherwise act as companies and, like, do contracts for people, here, they do just sort of function as gangs. Whatever that means. They have turf. Yeah, I don't know. I, I... I truly do not understand why it's so different here. I other think it's than because Arya is like, because like Arya is the one who's actually in charge of Omega, and so none of them can like be in be like here in an official capacity. So I guess I guess, I guess that's it. <clears throat> but they, yeah, I don't know. But they are there in an official capacity still. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyway, the three gangs, the Blue Suns, the Blood Pack, and Eclipse, uh, they have all united because they just fucking hate Archangel because he just keeps killing all of their people uh, because they're bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you join up with one of the mercenary teams and then you uh, just go rush Archangel yourself. Um, and instead of killing you, he simply does not because he recognizes you as Shepard. <laughs> um, but you get into like the the place he's holding down, and you're like, "Oh wow, Archangel is Garrus! What the?" Uh, and then uh, you you take down some guys with him. The whole like all of the mercenaries just like fuck this. We're all gonna rush in now. Uh, and so you but on your way in off. On your way in, you can sabotage some stuff along the way. That's true. Uh, and that's, can... that's neat. Go ahead. Hmm? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. I said that's neat. It is neat. Uh, you can, like, take out part of the health of the helicopter that shows up uh, by not mm-hmm. letting the mechanic repair it, which is kind of cool. By killing him? By by knocking him out. Probably. Don't you, you prob- electrocute them? You don't just die if you get electrocuted. Mm. Okay. But he's probably dead, huh? <clears throat> he's probably dead. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. You you help Garrus. He gets fucked up by the helicopter no matter what. Um. 
And then uh, from then on, he's like, yeah, I guess I'll leave Omega. I was just down here murdering poor people. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) going with you sounds way better. Uh, They try... Garrus... Okay. Garrus, Mm -hmm. after the events of Mass Effect, is like, damn, Shepard died. All right, well, I'm going to go to Omega and start killing people who I don't like. Uh, I'm going to form a team to do this. Uh, and he does, and then for his loyalty mission, he's like, one of those people on that team betrayed me and got the rest of the team killed, but I lived, but I have to go kill him now. And you're like, Garrus, I'm not so sure this is a good idea, buddy. Like, we we did a revenge mission for you last game. Do you want to do this again? (laughs) And he's like, yes, I very much do. The thing about it is that Garrus and Thane's uh, loyalty missions are both on the same place. It's the Citadel. Yes. And they both involve gross abuses of state power by the Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So doing those together as the last thing I did before Shadow Broker and then the end of the game was like, it was a real taste in the mouth. Yeah, you really, yeah, you you back-to-back those, huh? Yeah. Um, Yeah, Because you meet a cop on one of the CSEC officers at the Citadel, and it's like, yeah, I know where your guy is. You can beat him up. Go ahead. Uh, here's here's where he hangs out. Here's everything I know about him from the database. And no. I guess Garrus is like former C-Sec, so of course they gave him that info. But still. Yeah. But that's still bad. It's still a gross abuse of power. <laughs> um, and we'll d- get into more of that with Thane. Yeah. Um... Oh, but yeah, but you, that's, help, that's, you help Garrus. Yeah. I don't, definitely... The first guy, I just shot in the leg and left. And the second guy, the actual target, I, you know, gotta kill him. I don't know if I killed him or not. I don't remember. All I know right, is I the sniper. fucking it's hate the sniper Garrus. Scene. Oh, yes, I definitely let Garrus snipe him. Let Garrus take the shot or try to warn him, and it's like, why the fuck would I do that? Yeah, why would I bother? I just did all of this because I was helping Garrus. That's six of the twelve characters, and so this is about... This is more content than I was able to do before Horizon. I wasn't able to do this many loyalty missions, but, you know, about halfway through, you get prompted to do uh, a story a story is happening now. <laughs> yeah, time to um, story. So, if we didn't really talk too much about Cerberus, right? Uh, no. So you got brought back by Cerberus. Cerberus, as we mentioned in the last episode about Mass Effect, is a uh, human supremacist militia. Um, that was an official part of the Alliance for a while, but apparently they broke them off because they were like, okay, you guys are getting a little too radical over there. And naturally, that's uh, Paint Shepard in a certain light. Um, So, one of the reasons that you don't get any help from, like, the council being a specter is that uh, Cerberus is a terrorist organization, and they basically tell you, hey, we don't have to do anything about this as long as you stay out of our space. If you stay in the Terminus sector, 
we don't have to arrest you right now. <laughs> yeah, we really don't have to do anything about this. We'll, you know what? We'll even reinstate you as a specter so you can buy shit. But uh, just don't come over here anymore, okay? Until you're done with whatever it is you're doing. Um, and you're like, I and, chill. And like, it causes problems with Tally. Like, I can't believe you're working with Cerberus now. Uh, like, basically every alien, really. Except for Morden. He doesn't give a shit. Morden doesn't give a shit because he's a fucking war criminal worse than anybody else in history. Um, fucking villain. Fucking villain. Uh, except for um, even Caden is like, bro, we were in the alliance together, bro. And we were we were doing cool military <laughs> shit. Now you're a terrorist? Damn. I thought we were better than that. Also, I've yeah. moved on. I'm not so horny for you anymore. But a little bit. Like, just let me, but you know. a little bit. But a little bit. I'm just saying... Like if you if you want no like it. if there's like if there's another game like maybe um also if you're playing as a male shepherd he's like if there's another game maybe maybe because <laughs> <laughs> um a male shepherd can have a romance with uh Caden in Mass Effect in the 3. third game yeah Con- congrats gay rights uh but not Jacob in this one. Is Jacob even in 3? He's in there for like a minute, right? Yeah, but in Mass Effect 2, I don't yeah. think you can... I don't think you can either. I don't think there's any um, gay male romance in this game. Oh. I'm pretty That's sure. True. I'm pretty sure 3 was a big deal because of that. You might be right. Yeah, I, you can't you can't male ship uh, romance any of the boys in this game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Cerberus terrorist organization, they are, because the Reapers are specifically right now targeting humanity, but specifically the Collectors, uh, which are, you find out, the Protheans who have been genetically modified so much that they're not Protheans anymore, but they are kind of just a, a slave people to the Reapers, mm-hmm. uh, are going around and uh, harvesting humans. Um, because... Uh, should we just talk about what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, they're making a big, a big human reaper, <laughs> which apparently so, you do not build out of metal; you build out of humans. So here's where the soul comes in, because they talk about how each reaper is they in Mass Effect One. There's the line where each of us is a nation. What it actually turns out that means <clears throat> is. Each individual reaper is the apex of a specific species that was cultivated at each cycle. So each cycle they pick one species that is the best species of that cycle, and they convert them all into reapers. And what they say in Mass Effect 2 is that, that it's a, like combining the essence of humanity by turning them into goo. So I, I think Mass Effect believes in the soul. And it's in the goop. It's in the goo. It's in the human goo. The human goo. Yeah. Um. But what this amounts to is that inside the Reaper, well, not inside the Reaper, inside the Collector Base, the embryo form of the human Reaper doesn't look like the big hand like all the other other Reapers look like. It's no. a Terminator skull. It's just a big Terminator skull. It's so stupid. It's just the final boss from Fear 3. Yeah, 
<laughs> for, for sure. But um, we'll talk about that in a moment. Fear 3? No. Oh. <laughs> Halfway through the game, you have to do a mission on Horizon. Um, the thing that has made it possible for the collectors to steal all these people are their seeker swarms. Is that right? Yep. They're bugs. They're bug people. They send bugs bugs out. They paralyze you. Uh, But they don't paralyze you like real life. No, you just get turned to stone. You just can't control. You basically get turned to stone, like standing no matter what your pose is, whatever your center of gravity is. Like you're just stuck there. But you can move your eyes. Of course. Yeah. Um, Anyway, you go to Horizon as it's being attacked. And I don't know what this mission was, actually. Um, I think this happens after you get Morden. I think you right, have be- to get Morden first, because he's the one who because, protects you from the secret swarms. Right. Or you show up here after the swarms have left, and mostly everyone's been gathered. Um, and then you go through, and that's where you see Caden, and he's like, bro! Um, but uh, what ends up happening... Uh, is that you, like, confront Caden, you talk for a while, you get, like, some samples of the Seeker Swarms, um, and then you leave. Like, this is, you get there, but you, um, you're too late to save anybody. The, the collectors have already left. Um, Hmm. and then, that's, that's what happens there. Uh, or is that... No, because Horizon's the one with the Seeker Swarms. There's one before this we didn't talk about with Caden. Right. That happens beforehand. I forgot about that. And like the first mission That's has the Tally first mission. That's the very first mission. Yeah, the first the first two missions you see Tally and uh Caden, and they're both like, Bro, why are you doing this? Why are you like this? Yeah. Um, yeah. You and meet then, every every party member from Mass Effect One in this game. Uh yes, true. I was trying to think of remember one. one of them is dead. One of them or two, depending on how awful you are. Or two if you didn't import a save. Yep, or two if you didn't import a save. Bummer. Um, it sucks that they would deprive you of the best character in the game. It, it That's just not a good call. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, you uh, Horizon is the one where you have to um, go up against the Seeker Swarms. The elusive man has basically said, hey, collectors, come attack this colony. They're like, all right. Uh, and you go there using your uh, anti-seeker swarm technology and fight them directly for a bit. Um, and in and doing so... Sometimes, when yeah. you're fighting the collectors, one of them will jump up in the air and start glowing, and then you'll hear a voice talk to you, Shepard. That's weird. Yeah, hello, Shepard. It's me. It's <clears throat> me, Harbinger. Do you know who I am, Shepard? I'm a bug man. Harbinger doesn't fucking matter. No, I don't, Hart, what is, I don't understand his deal. His deal is he's mad at you. I don't know why. He's mad at you because you killed Sovereign. Sure. Where does but that come up? I don't know. I just, I, I've maybe heard I'm people filling say that, that but I want to know who, where that comes up. Because, like, the difference is so fucking stark of, like, Sovereign saying, we are so beyond you, you could never understand our motives. 
And then Harbinger's, I'm gonna fucking get you, individual person, human shepherd. Yeah. I have a grudge against you specifically. I am a person like you. Yeah, and, um... He's big mad about it. He really doesn't like what you did to his to his friend Sovereign. Yeah, it's very weird, and they don't explain it ever. Um, and you, like, you think he's a collector until the end of the game, or I thought uh, that could just possess the other collectors. Um, right, but because at he's the end, possess- He's usually possessing the general. Yeah, uh, but at the end, like, he lets that guy go. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what the fuck then? Mm. Um, this game's a mess. I'm we we are also a mess right now, but this game's a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like all the story comes in three specific bits, so yeah, you know we're hitting those in order. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about the <clears throat> other six characters now? Yeah, I was just looking at the Harbinger page on the Mass Effect wiki. Oh, I bet that's a I bet that's a goldmine of content. Uh, Harbinger shows a personal interest in Shepard, particularly a continuing interest in recovering the commander's body, as it orders the collectors to recover Shepard's corpse intact if possible during battles. This could be a conse- another consequence of Shepard destroying Sovereign and drawing the Reaper's personal attention as a result, or relate to the Reaper's orders to gather human genetic material. That's all it says about... Harbinger's Grudge. Yeah, I guess I don't understand... Like, obviously Shepard is special because Shepard is special, but I don't understand why Shepard is special, and nobody ever tries to explain it. I think it's literally just... Like... Damn, that's the player character. I mean, part of it is that in the time skip between Mass Effect 1 and 2, you have become an icon. Yeah. Um, Like, you... They very, very briefly gloss over this th- fact, but, like, the Alliance turned Shepard into a big boss. Right. Yeah, you're you're on all the Alliance recruitment posters, like, you are, you are the face of the Alliance at that point. Somebody made a VTuber program for Shepard while you were dead. Right! <laughs> I forgot about the VTuber! <laughs> Stupid game. <laughs> Stupid game. This game sucks. Uh, yeah, I've always just interpreted it as Harbinger is incensed that you killed a Reaper, and that's not, you're not supposed to do that. You're a human. I guess I wish they would just say that. I wish because they don't say that, and then you're left wondering, well, what's his deal? Like, I guess he's mad at me for killing a <laughs> Reaper, but. But also, why would he be mad at me for killing a Reaper? Like. What am I? I I just don't what's, get it. Listen, it what's what's a king to a god? Right. This is just one guy. It's just but sovereign. Also, they just kill him. him. You just kill Shepard. Why don't you just like, kill? Sh- I would simply shoot her. Well, they did. They, they did they try did. that, and then somebody put they, her back together. They literally did. It's like, <laughs> why do you care? That. You showed up, shot the ship down, and you were like, okay, done. Easy. There's no guess, indication that Shepard deserves this much ire. I here's I guess here's my hang up is I guess it's because Shepard has killed a Reaper, has like the uh beacon knowledge, but so does Liara. Canonically, she has all that knowledge too. Like 
why is Shepard so special? Like, it can't be that, because she's already passed what, on that knowledge and other people be- in the universe have it. What beacon knowledge? Oh, the Prothean like, beacon. Like, yeah, like the entire first game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, like, why is Shepard special besides, like, she's a human? I guess that's it, like, because this is a game about human supremacy, whether or not they intended it to be. I forgot about their fucking Prothean beacon... That's, Visions. that's the only reason you go after the Reapers in the first place, because otherwise it would just be space game. I like there is there is the the narrative that Shepard is the only one who can save all of us, and that's like Cerberus like pushes that, and I guess they you know they want the human to be the one to like leave mm-hmm. the charge and go after right, everything, but yeah. there's no reason why like Liara shouldn't have picked up that mantle after Shepard died. Like I mean, you would Liara think- was doing her own thing. I well, sure she's doing her own thing, but they also know the Reapers exist. So what the fuck? Like what gives? Um, there's bigger drums. Like there, there's just a bigger axe to grind here. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Perhaps I'm just grumpy. You are grumpy, but that's good. Okay. Let's talk about Tally. Okay. You go to a place and she's pinned down and you shoot a bunch of Geth? <laughs> you shoot a bunch of Geth. You shoot a bunch of Geth. You get her out. Yay! You either let her friend die or not. That level's cool. Yeah. With the, <clears throat> with the irradiated sun that like bakes your shield. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. You gotta stand in the shadows. Yeah, I, I love it's Destiny 2. It's the only too. interesting level. I love Destiny 2. Yeah, me too. Uh, we should do a, we should do a Destiny episode. We should. No, there's no I choices don't... in Destiny. <laughs> it's like, I just want to play Destiny, actually. Yeah. Um, we can just her... do that. Yeah, I know. Her loyalty mission is she's accused of treason for bringing back working Geth into the fleet. She didn't do this. Her dad was experimenting on Geth to see how they work and, like, activating them and stuff. Um, I'm unclear exactly on what they did to the Geth, but... So um, she was sending back parts. And, like, individual parts that were, like, still useful. Um, But her dad was putting them back together and creating new Geth, basically. Uh, Yeah, but in such a way that Shepard's line of dialogue describes it as, like, if, if he was doing that to people, you're damn right I would be, like... Arresting him or whatever. Like... I think he's, like, doing Frankenstein shit. Yeah. Um... Oh, we need to talk about Overlord also. We will. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We can talk about it whenever you want. Let's just... Let's... Let's finish Tally real quick, and then we can talk about Overlord, because that comes, like, right at that point-ish. Um... But yeah, you... You... Uh, you have to go do a trial for Tally, and because you're the captain of the ship that she is a part of, you are her lawyer, um, and mm-hmm. you have the choice to either use the evidence and ruin her dad's reputation forever, even though he's dead, uh, or you call everybody an asshole uh, for being mean to Tally. You call everybody an asshole for being mean to Tally. Uh, and then uh, everybody's like, "Damn, you're right, Tally. You're you're innocent and free." Yeah, a lot of times you can get around making a decision by having enough points in Paragon or Renegade to unlock an extra option. Um, 
sometimes it's skipping a making a decision. Sometimes it's like compensating for not having done a bonus objective or something like that. Yeah, there's there's usually always a way out if you've been like getting enough points. Which is like it's a weird incentive <laughs> to like build your character such that you max out the uh, Paragon and Renegade boosts first. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is. I'm not gonna say it's like the objective best way to play, but it is definitely, uh, it is definitely like one of the easiest ways to play. Like you have to have good stats if you want to keep everyone's loyalty, because people will argue, and you have to pick a side if you don't have enough charm or intimidation to get everyone back in line. Yeah. Um, if you can't, basically, like, if you're not capable of maintaining an air of professionalism in the crew, then you'll have to pick one of them over the, over, over the other. Uh, and the, the if you didn't have them loyal, it might even be, even if they are loyal, they will die during the loyalty mission, or the suicide mission. If You, you will, lo- you will lose loyalty. Yes. You'll lose loyalty. There are a couple of these pairs... These arguments pop off once you've done both characters' loyalty missions. Um, they are Tally and Legion, Miranda and Jack, and... Is it Morden and Grunt? No. no. But they should have! I don't know. I think it's Jacob... No. I don't remember. Maybe the, maybe it might only, only be one. the two. I think it's only the two. Yeah, because it's always the women. Yes. Because women hate each other. Yeah. And women hate robots. Um, I was thinking about Jacob and Thane, but Jacob just is like an asshole to Thane when he comes on board as well. Yeah, that's it. He's like, he's a mercenary. And I'm like, dude, you're what a are mercenary. you? <laughs> Dipshit. You work for the Nazis. Shut the you fuck up. You work for the Nazis. Anyway, uh, Overlord? Overlord. Uh, this is the worst piece of DLC I've ever played in my life. This might be one of the worst games I've ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, it is in stark contrast, in my opinion, to Shadowbroker. <laughs> like, yes. Like, the peak of all of Mass Effect thus far versus the absolute lowest low of the of the series so far. Have you ever guys ever thought about how we could just get an autistic person to communicate with the robots cuz he can talk like a modem? Did you ever oh, think about shit. that? That's that's overlord. He literally says my brother's autistic mind is as alien to me as an actual alien mind. Oh god. It's fucking ridiculous. It, I I very nearly wanted to put the game down. Like I I almost messaged you and be like, we can't do this. This is too fucked. It's horrible, and like, no one cares. Like, no. This this is a classic, a modern classic of video games. Everyone loves Mass Effect Two. No one gives a shit. About any of this shit that's in this game? It's really bad. Like, really, really, really bad. Basically, a guy... You get called in because there's a rogue VI. VI being, if you didn't listen to our first episode, the difference between a VI and an AI is that a VI is just mannerisms 
It doesn't actually think. It's just basically Windows, but as a holographic person. Windows Cortana, not Halo Cortana. <clears throat> Windows Cortana. No, Halo Cortana AI, yeah. Windows Cortana VI. There yes. you go. <clears throat> Uh, a v- oh, a VI's gone rogue. What's oh, what's happening? Uh, turns out that's not what's happening. What's actually happening is that a guy took his brother, who is autistic, and hooked him up into a machine to talk to the Geth, right? Yeah, he talks to the Geth because he could make, like, <clears throat> robot noises. Yeah. And also like- he's very good at math. Don't forget that. You can you can remember this because he he recites math problems to himself. Yes. Um This is just fucking abominable. Like it's so bad. You have to go into this like VR AR space and like relive all of these memories. And he's just of... screaming help me the whole time via the VI. Yeah. Um, and then you get the option to leave him there. And be like, oh yeah, you're doing good work here. I'm not going to interrupt this. Obviously it's necessary that we get this intel on the Geth. Does that get you any Warbucks? Oh, probably. Bioware needs to be tried for this one. Sorry. They they needed to be tried for everything else, but especially for this one. In 2186, Gavin Archer can be met again by Shepard in Gellix, where he took up refuge with other ex-Cerberus scientists. If asked, he shares his knowledge of what happened to the project. If Shepard chose to let Overlord continue, Gavin reveals that as the test continued, David began communicating better and better before suddenly becoming catatonic. Uh, he fled Cerberus and gives Shepard the Overlord results. It doesn't say in this blurb, like, what... um, What that ends up with. Yeah. But I assume it's just, it's more war points or galactic preparation or whatever Galactic preparation. You gotta get your galactic readiness up. Yeah. You gotta play that multiplayer. (laughs) Gotta play the multiplayer. You know what? I will play the multiplayer. Thank you. Um, anyway, the things that this game offers as moments of catharsis are very telling. Yes. You can punch a reporter for asking you too many questions about why you're working with the Nazis. Yep. You can kill most of the villain characters in loyalty missions, or allow them to be killed. Yeah. You cannot kill Archer in Overlord. No, you cannot. You cannot just shoot him and say, this is fucked up. You can hit him once. Or the other way around. You can punch him once. Yeah. Everyone else, you can fucking kill. Also, I think punching Archer counts as a renegade interrupt and not a paragon interrupt, which is the whole other ballgame. Well, it's very rude. Yeah, it's very rude and mean to punch a guy who's torturing his autistic brother. So, this the morality system of Mass Effect is all sorts of fucked up. Yes. Like, we covered that last time, but it's just so clear again here. 
Yeah. Like, most of the Paragon interrupts are stop someone from getting shot slash shooting someone. Yes. Or hug Liara. Or hug Liara. You know what? That's a good one. Put that, one, put that one. one in. Yeah, I did that one. I, I missed like the third hug- one, but it was very fast. I love to hug Liara. I know. I know that about you. Yeah. Uh, that's Overlord. Like, not- there's another, like, DLC that gives you, like, a little thing that's not the Mako, so fuck it, who cares? Oh, right, the skiff. You get, like, a skiff thing, and it's kind of cool, but also, give me the Mako back, you fucking cowards. It controls like dog shit. It controls like dog shit. But not in the fun Mako way. <laughs> <laughs> Our next character is... You want to just, just do Samara? She's fun. Let's do Samara. She's cool. Is she in the base game or is she DLC? She's base I don't game. remember her. Okay. Uh, Kasumi, so- and, Kasumi and Zaid are the only DLC characters. Really? Yeah. I could have sworn Samara was not in the game originally. No, she's base game. So just nobody cares about her then. <laughs> oh yeah, just nobody gives a shit about Samara. The, the she's Samara cool fandom, as hell too. She's cool as hell. Basically, she is a, a an Asari Justicar, which is a sorry, Jedi. Sorry, basically. she's a space cop. She's a Jedi. She's specifically. A, she's a space Asari cop. But she's like a mega cop. She's a mega cop. Yeah, but she like she <sighs> has sworn oaths to do shit. Uh, her oaths are: I'm gonna kill all my fucking kids. Um, it well, if they fuck around. If they fuck around, they will find out. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing: she is technically a cop, but not in the way that we mean usually mean when we say cop, right? Yeah. the The construct of the Justicar is very different from like a police officer, because it seems to be. A very revered position based on swearing specific oaths. Kind Stormlight, of like a Stormlight tweet. Uh huh. She's she's just a skybreaker. She's a skybreaker. <laughs> <laughs> she's literally just but that. Is she an old skybreaker or a new skybreaker? She's I think she's one. a she's a new one. <laughs> um. She's so fucking cool. She's so fucking cool. Um. This ties in a little bit with um, Shadow Broker, just a little bit, but the moments where Mass Effect Two is like, uh, "What you got going over there? Going on over there, Star Wars? Can I uh, sneak a peek at that binder you got over there? <laughs> oh, these are some cool sketches. Cool. Oh, Jedi! Ooh, I'd like tasty. to borrow this one. <laughs> uh, just make it look different. Just make it look different. The wiki for Samara says, a member of an ancient monastic order following a strict honor code. Although she is skilled with weapons, she usually relies on her powerful biotic abilities. This is Star Wars. It's Star Wars, baby! Uh, That's why we love her. According to the wiki, her gender is feminine. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Uh, just clicking another character. It's just, is that just because she has her titties out? Uh, interesting. It might be an Asari thing? Let me yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah, Asaris have, Asari have the gender feminine, whereas someone like Jack has the gender female. Great. <clears throat> cool. Thanks, gamers. <clears throat> what does Legion have? 
Uh, not listed. <laughs> Gender robot. Gender is not even on the page. Great. Good. Um, anyway. So, Samara is psychic space cop. She's chasing after a person. Uh, Morinth. No, in her, in her recruitment. Oh, right. She's investigating a murder. Right. And then she's like, my code does not allow me to be held, um, in captivity for more than a day, so I need you to solve this for me, or else I will regrettably have to shoot my way out of this police station. <laughs> Shout out to Samara. <laughs> Queen. I don't, listen, I don't want to. I will kill every but cop I in my will way. will kill every between, cop here. <laughs> between me and fulfilling my, like, sworn purpose. In and, like, the point. detective on this case is another, sorry, and she's like, oh, fuck, please, no. I have to take her into custody, because it's what my boss <clears throat> says, but I know she's gonna kill me. Shepard, you gotta help. You gotta help. You gotta help, or she'll kill me. And you're like, damn, I wish I could do both. I'm gonna solve this uh, 24 hours and one minute after <laughs> she's taken into captivity. <laughs> Um, but uh, anyway, you, you solve the murder and recruit her. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, I'm going to swear oath to you, Shepard, and help you out as long as you help me out. Yeah. Um, I will help you out until you have finished with your goal. And at that point, if I feel that you have made me do dishonorable deeds, or if, or if I feel that you have done something I find reprehensible, I will, of course, uh, once your mission is complete and I've done my part to help you, I will then kill you. I will then be forced to murder you. <laughs> so don't fuck up. Yes. I forgot um, about the part where she's like, oh, I will kill you, though. Keep the, Please keep that in mind. If I uh, think you're an asshole, you're gonna die. <clears throat> Sorry, can I read you a paragraph from Samara's wiki page? Please do. We could spend all day here. At another time, Samara crossed paths with Nihilus Cryak, who you might remember from the first... Is uh, he from Frasier? What? Niles? Nihilus from the first mission of Mass Effect 1. Oh! Samara crossed paths with Nihilus after she witnessed him murder an unarmed civilian. She had no choice but to engage him. They fought for days on the planet, chasing each other in the wilderness. Eventually, Nihilus manipulated Samara by putting her in a situation where she had to let an innocent die or let him escape. Despite having lost him, she was impressed that he had learned how to turn the code against her and adapt. Bitch, they were just fucking. That's all. That was. Just... <laughs> Remember none that, Nihilus? None of that happened. They were just fucking. I just saw this and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Remember Nihilus? <laughs> I don't. I didn't. <laughs> Did not remember Nihilus. That must be from a comic, I guess. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, so Samara's loyalty mission is that her all three of her daughters uh, are what the Asari call Ardat Yakshi, uh, which basically means they have sex destroyer disease, um, and they uh, willingly or unwillingly like mind control people and then fuck them and then kill them uh, because they right. do sex too good. So basically, the way that Asari have sex is by linking with other people's minds, like telepathically. Um, but when an Ardak Yakshi does this, it uh, consumes the mental essence of the other person and kills them. Yeah. Um, 
But it, it, it is a consumptive process because they, they do become stronger psychically, I guess, from doing this. Yeah, um, I guess so. So again, there is a soul. Yeah. Um, oh, collect more stronger, more powerful souls. Yes. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Bear seek, seek less. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, this is fine. You know, this is this is all fun and good. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's a cool thing here. It's it's you know, it's a vampire. It's the vampire problem. Yeah, right? I guess like, it is a vampire you, thing. How, how do you like live in society and like not and, and fight against this this thing and like just abstain from this part of your life that will hurt other people? But then they they tie in the part where it's it's also narcotic. Uh, so they are uh, they develop an addiction to uh, killing people. Yeah, it's not the the vampire thing where they need it to like continue existing. Right. It is. It is. It just feels good, bro. I and love it's not to the, do sex and murder. And it's not the vampire thing of like, oh, just a little blood, like <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. You, dra- you get a you get a mouthful. You move on. Like you don't have to kill everyone as a vampire. Typically. Right. Typically. Arda actually are like deliberately from a world building perspective. Taking the, like, sort of ambiguous nature of a vampire and making them completely, unambiguously a bad thing for themselves and for society. Yeah, so, um, Samara, like, there aren't many of these Ardat Yakshi that usually get killed, um, like, when people find out, you know, what they, when they Mm -hmm. sorry find out who they are and what they're doing, they usually send somebody after them, like Samara. Unfortunately... For Samara, all three of her kids are Ardat Yakshi. And Two they're of the them, only ones. They're the only current Ardat Yakshi. Two of them are chill. Two of them are like, alright, we're living the monastery life, I guess. Like, sucks that this happened, but we're not gonna do anything. We don't want to die. Uh, but Morinth uh, says, fuck that. I don't deserve to be persecuted because I'm a vampire Asari. I'm gonna go out and do whatever I want, and that means eating people. It also means being, like, a pretentious, uh... Art like, snob? Art snob. Hipster. Cross, hipster, cross, like, uh, rave person? Like, yeah, drug doer. A drug doer. Drug doer. <laughs> um, and then, like, that mission is, is about you using yourself, like, tracking down Morinth. Right, Shepard is the bait to trick Morinth into coming out. Unfortunately, I didn't have enough um, Paragon or Renegade points to resist her mind control. Oh, damn, bummer, you hate to see it. So I didn't get to do the cool one-liner before her mom comes in and, like, And just beats the shit out of her? Yeah. Completely beats the shit out of her. And then Shepard helps by, uh, checks notes, grabbing Morinth's arm briefly. (laughs) Well... To be fair, Samara and Morinth are just throwing each other across the room constantly, and you're like, I yes. don't know what the fuck to do here. And uh, like, other other than Jack, who is like basically not literally created like Miranda, but like engineered, not physically, but like engineered to be a super soldier weapon person. Other than Jack, like Samara is clearly the the strongest biotic around, easily, easily. And that is pure skill and like. 
that you uh, know she's like seven she's like 500 years old or some shit right whereas jack is like raw power samara is clearly like trained for this for a long time so it's very different but like the the part where like morinth is more like jack where like she is like accruing this power from feeding on people but isn't practiced with it and so Shepard just walks in and is like, I, I will grab your arm. Ha ha. And she's like, wait <laughs> no, a minute. No woman can resist the pull of the upper arm. <laughs> and you know what? It's true. Uh, and then she fucking dies. Uh, Samara. What the fuck does she. She like really goes at her too. I don't really remember. but I think she like breaks her neck. Yeah. I know that part. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, Samara's like, okay, thanks for helping me kill my daughter. I don't like that I have to do this, but I do. I'm not going to think about it anymore. Uh, and also, I will not die now. Yeah. Also, I will not die. <laughs> yeah. I cannot stress enough how much these characters say, now I will not die. Well, it's in the like mission briefing at the end, where yeah. it's like, ah, now they have a clear conscience, or they have, like, now they can really focus they have on the mission. redoubled trust. Um, so we have a couple left. Uh, I see we're saving some tasty ones for last. We have four left. I want to talk about Grunt. Grunt. Grunt, my son, precious child. My child. I love him so much. He's such a. I had Grunt in my party every time I could manage. Yes, same. Uh, he is a delightful little Krogan. Uh, who was, he's one of the, he's a test tube baby um, that a warlord Okir was working on. And at first you are tasked with going to recruit warlord Okir himself. Uh, he's a big bad asshole who has been like doing genetic experiments. Uh, but now, instead... tell me if you've heard this before. It's a Krogan who's very old and grouchy and you're going to have him on your party. <laughs> yes. Um, so you track down Okir... And he's like, uh, no, I'm good, actually. And, uh, I think, sorry, there's a bunch of traffic. Uh, you go to find Okir, and I think he's already been killed or is in the process of, like, fighting people off because all his Krogans got out. Uh, and, like, the mercenary squad that was with him is being attacked by them. You talk to him briefly, and then you have to go and fight off the mercenaries, and when you come back, he has died, and he has, um, like, left you Grunt in a tube. Yeah, in Grunt's in a tube, and you can take him back to your ship, and you wake him up, and he's like, fuck, I learned all this stuff in the tube about being a Krogan, but I'm just a baby. But I have all this knowledge, but I don't know what to do with it. There's no context for any of this. I just have a lot of brain. Um, and a lot of brawn. Yeah, and a lot of brawn. And then he gets murder horny. Um, he does briefly get mur- murder horny. He's like, Shepard, you gotta take me back to Tachanka because I need to rip someone in half. And you're like, okay there, pal. We'll we'll go over there. And you meet your friend Rex. Uh, if you if you imported your save and Rex didn't die, he's chilling. He is trying to make Tachanka a better place, uh, which is the Krogan homeworld, by trying to get everybody to all of the clans to unite rather than fight each other constantly. Um, everybody hates this about him uh, because they don't want to do diplomacy. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. They don't like to talk to each other. They just like to blow stuff up. <laughs> um, These are the asshole idiot people. Uh, you meet a scientist and he's like, I don't want to work on crops, dude. I want to work on rockets. Uh, meeting Rex is one of the 
one of the highlights of this game. Yeah! Um, getting to see your old teammates again in this game ranges from, oh, you again, to, oh, hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah. Um, Rex is the only, oh, he- well, Liara is still on, oh, hell yeah. But Liara's it, a very different thing. Yeah, when that game, when the game came out, there was no Lair of the Shadow Broker, so it's just like, oh, she's just, she just doesn't even really want to see me, huh? Bummer. Uh, I guess that hits different if you uh, had a romance with her in the first game. It hit different, Nora! <laughs> it hit me sad. Uh-huh. I still love that nerd. So there's two Mass Effect 1 characters on your ship. One is dead, one is Caden, and then the other two <laughs> are Rex and Liara, her NPCs. <laughs> Rip to Ashley. <laughs> I couldn't. I had to like do the math in my head. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So you show up on Tuchanka. Um. And Rex is like, "Yo, where'd you get this Krogan? This guy's weird." Um. He smells like science. He says, "I'm not sure if I like it." And Grunt's like, "Listen, buddy, I'm pure. This is peak. This is the peak male form." <laughs> You may not like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Rex is like, yeah, all right. I mean, like, it's not like you asked to be born. So, like, if you want to join my clan, just go do the proving. Um, and one of the other, like, warlords who hates Rex is like, uh, no, I will not allow this to happen. And Rex is like, uh, they're going to go do it anyway because I'm the boss and you're a little bitch. And then he's like, damn, he's right. I am a little bitch. Fuck. I guess I should fight them myself. I guess I should go fight them myself. Uh, so you go to the proving ground thing that they do. Uh, you fight a what's a thresher maw, um, and a bunch Which of is other one of the, shitheads. One of the monsters you could fight in the Mako in the first game. Yeah, uh, that was scary to me when it popped out because uh-huh. I died a lot to thresher maws when I first played Mass Effect. And that was in the car. Now you're on foot. Yeah, now I'm on foot. That's fucked up. Fucked up. Uh, but I just used the collector laser and then I won instantly, basically. Yeah, I did that for like uh, 60% of the game or whatever. Like everything after Horizon, once you have the collector laser beam, I never used a single other heavy weapon. I just, I'm just big. I just like using heavy pistols. It's just a good time. They make big chunky noises. Well, sometimes pistol can't reach very far and then you have to pull out your big fuck off sniper rifle. That's not a no, that's not a problem because I can just jet, jettison myself across the battlefield because I'm, <laughs> I'm playing Vanguard, so I'm always in people's faces. Mm-hmm. Never not. Uh, it's the best way to be. Anyway, um, so you um, you let Grunt become a part of the Erdnot clan or the other guy's clan. I guess you can do that, but that sucks. Yeah, don't know funny. why you would do that instead of. Uh, then he's just a trophy. Why not just make Grunt best friends with your pal Rex? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, all right. He's part of us now, and I guess he can do whatever you're doing. Uh, seems yeah. important. I got yeah. some shit to do over here, but I'm trying luck. to manage my people uh, because you know we're still trying to. Th- those uh, those fucking. Uh, Solarians, they keep showing up every year. They think we don't know, but we do know. Uh, taking all that data. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, then Grunt joins you. I love Grunt. Grunt's great. He's the best. He is the best party member in this game who's not Legion. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to guess what my, my 
uh, main party was most of the time. Was it was it Grunt and Legion? It was a Grunt and Legion. <laughs> Any opportunity you get, I'm pissed off that you get Legion so late. It sucks. It's like it is like the minute before the last mission, and you can play lots of missions with Legion in your party if you're okay with all of the crew members on the Normandy dying. I didn't think about that, so yeah, all my crew members died. <laughs> my crew got turned into goop. I don't care actually because all of them sucked. There is well, a there is a data pad you can find on the Crash Normandy site DLC. Oh God, I. Ref- Forgot about that. It's the dumbest mission. You find Presley's uh, journal, and he's like, damn, I'm looking back (laughs) at this journal, and I was racist. I can't believe it. But Shepard brought all these aliens on board, and we couldn't have done it without him, and I would die for any member of this crew, and I'm not racist anymore. And then he gets blown up into space. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck Presley. Presley Fuck fuck everybody from Mass Effect 1, except for Rex. And... Dr. Chakwas. And Dr. Chakwas, I'm sorry. She's fine. That's an oversight on my part. Dr. Chakwas is great. She's an old lady. She just likes drinking. Yeah. Um, that crash site was just the most nothing thing. It was like, <laughs> ah, I will collect 20 dog tags in this area and occasionally get a bad ripoff of the MGS4 flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, and just get some JPEGs of the old Normandy, as if that's a thing I care about? Who fucking cares? Um, anyway. We have three left. I think these are your favorite, my favorite, and then both of our least favorite. Um... So, should, we, should we do your butler, or... Okay, we'll do, we'll do my green butler. I love Thane. Thane is a... Bug slash frogman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is an a he's a cool assassin. Uh, and he is on the way to murder somebody on the Asari home planet. Um, and you recruit him after he does his assassination, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that sounds chill. I could go do that." By the way, I only have six months to live, so make it fast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're like, uh, "Okay, weird that you would bring that up right now." And then you go and talk to him in his loyalty mission. He's like, okay, so I have a kid, and he wants to be an assassin, and I need to make sure that does not happen, because it sucks. Um, and he's like, by the way, I have not been in my son's life since my wife died. Uh, also, are... yes. Ego. I was going to say, the Drell have, um, he's, he is uh, of the of the Drell alien race. Um, they have, like, perfect memories, so, like, when you're talking to him occasionally, he will, like, slip into describing, um, a very, like, detailed scene of what he's remembering, um, mm-hmm. which makes some of the conversations awkward, uh, cause you'll be, like, talking to him about his wife, he's like, yeah, sunset, wife, loved her, <laughs> fucked up, hate it, uh-oh, she died, uh, just shit like that. Um, there are maybe like six or seven lines of dialogue in this game that are just really good. Um, and one of them I feel like is Thane's line about, I've taken a lot of bad things out of this world, but you're the only good thing I added to it. Yes, when to his, to his son. son. Yeah, <clears throat> it's good. There is um, the part where Thane is like, if your body is sick, then your soul is not connected with it. And it's like, alright, buddy, calm down. Mm-hmm. That's a weird throwaway line you just put in there. Just a little bit of casual ableism in there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but they never talk about it again. It's just a very strange line that they threw in there, just to make sure that you knew he didn't like you. Just to throw in so that you know that Thane is the spiritual assassin. Yes. Because he's like, I never killed anyone. My body did, but I'm chill. And it's like, okay, calm down, bud. Like, that's not... <laughs> Yeah, that's he's he's neat. I like him a lot. Uh, he's neat. Um, yeah, it's a shame that you get him in the second half of the game. It is. I I would like it more if he was in the first half of the game, but you know, it is what it is. Hey, what if there weren't twelve party members? What if there weren't twelve party members? That's crazy. What if these characters were people who are still part of the crew, but not part of your squad? There's just no reason to have this many choices for your party. There's no tactical significance to it. Right. Like, you don't even get the meters in, from the first game to tell you, no, like... No, that oh, tell you, like, hey, you want to balance out, like, this guy's good at tech, this <clears throat> guy's good at this. There's none of that. Because none of the other characters can interact with, like, locked doors and stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, also, you can't just use Omnigel to bypass things anymore. And there's a little throwaway uh-huh. line, like, haha, isn't it funny that we can't use Omnigel on every door anymore? And then, like, somebody in the back of the car is like, shut up! It's it's in one of the best sequences of the game, and um, Shepard is like, ha, yeah, that I remember that security upgrade made a lot of people upset. Yeah. I think it's so during the can... Kasumi DLC. Nope. It's during the Shadow Broker. Oh, okay, yes, 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 that makes sense, too. It's 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 kind of good writing, so it's not from the main game. <laughs> uh, Legion. Legion! Robot friend. Uh, this is part of the Reaper IFF mission. Yeah. Um, you do the Reaper... We can just talk about Morden afterward, it's fine. He's it's totally fine, he sucks. Uh, the Reaper IFF mission is the beginning of the end. Once you have most of the characters, you get this mission opened up. We're like, hey, we know how to get through the Omega-4 relay. It's a relay. We don't know where it goes, but no one who goes through it survives except the collectors. Yeah, Um, yeah, and also we don't know why that is. But Um, we found a dead Reaper. Now, this was interesting because it actually tied into a thing that I did find in Mass Effect 1. One of the planets in Mass Effect 1, has a huge chunk through it. Oh. And then when, when you scan it, or like read the the blurb on the planet, it says it's speculated that this is from some sort of like intergalactic like cannon or weapon. And that gets, that specific planet gets brought up in this mission as they've traced that angle of that uh, that big wound in the planet and found a dead reaper orbiting a dwarf star yeah that's fucking cool it's fucking cool and also it's like oh yeah people fought the reapers before yes did win but you know they didn't win like the protheans um the protheans do like put up a fight they just lose very quickly but they do put up a fight and they have their fucking rogue one moment at the end Yes. That sets up the human's ability to win in this cycle. Yes. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, you go into the Dead Reaper, you fight a bunch of Geth, uh, Legion is there, he saves you, uh, and at the end you like get to shut it down and get 
the IFF out of it, and you're like, oh, we'll take him with us. He's unconscious. And then, yes. like Grunt, you can choose to turn him on or not. Um, and if you do, he's like, hello, I am uh, 1,183 people, <laughs> or programs. Yeah. Um, and you're like, damn, okay. Um, and then now, Yeah, go ahead. Here's the weird thing about this. We talked about how the Koreans are like Romani caricatures and like diasporic people. Yeah. And they decided to give that archetype of character um, they created these robots so that they can be racist against them. Yeah. And that's their conflict. And then when you get one of these robots on your crew and it is it has a lot more programs running in it so that it, it sort of can interface with sentient or sapient like beings, individuals. Yeah. And then you you then you name it after a Bible quote. Yeah, you're like, hey, what's your name? And uh Leech is like Geth. And you're like, okay, no, but a name? And he's, they're like, Geth. It's, there's no, like, anything more unique than that. And then Edie pops up and is like, what if we named him Legion? Which is what the, like, fascist computer would, would say. Extremely. Uh, I like how it, the wiki page for Legion says, Legion is the name taken by the gestalt consciousness formed by 1183 Geth programs inhabiting a unique Geth mobile platform. That's so true. Um, it the wiki uses it pronouns for Legion. Sure, sure. Why not? I I don't know if, if uh, Legion ever expresses any kind of preference or tells anybody to nope. do one or the other. So I don't think anyone even like has. I don't think there's enough game left at that point for anyone to have dialogue about Legion and talk about it as a person. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, but Legion's so good. Um, yes, extremely. I love Legion. Legion's great. Legion has rights. Thank God somebody does. I just wanted to point out the, like, weirdness of having these things drawing from, like, diasporic people, and then to just call it a, a good old Christian Bible name. Yep. Uh, that is a weird dissonance. It is. But, um, especially since Legion sometimes talks in, like, the Quarian language. In, like, battle quips. Yeah. So it's just. I mean, it know? makes sense, you know? <clears throat> but yeah, also, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Um, his loyalty mission, it's loyalty mission. We just talked about it. It's long mission is that uh, there's a base of Geth that is like where all the bad Geth who worship the Reapers are. And you get the option of do we want to destroy all these Geth or do we want to rewrite them so that they don't think that the Reapers are good? Yeah. <clears throat> are the Geth are good? No. The Reapers. Right. Sorry. 
Um, and then it's like, oh, well, is it ethical to rewrite them? And Legion is like, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's not really the decision I was making. I'm either blowing them up or rewriting them, one or the other, bud. Um, it's like, we don't really think of ourselves that way, so... Shrug? Yeah. Um, I, of course, uh, reprogrammed them. Uh, I think I blew them up. Well, we'll see who gets more war points. <laughs> <clears throat> Fucking whatever. It Yeah. This is not me, like, being mad about that choice. It is just, like... Effect- <laughs> effectively, you are just, like, I guess, creating more bodies for the war by rewriting them. I think it's kind of fucked up. Uh, but I guess so is killing but them, they're, so... But they're not individuals, so right. it's different. Sure. It's... Eh. Yeah, I'm not so sure. The Geth is the only time that Mass Effect even tries to be like, this alien is alien to you. Yeah, like, you could not possibly understand. Because everything is just human light. Just, or human-like, or whatever. And there's a reason for that. <clears throat> it's... It's bad world-building. It's bad. Because the reason for that is that it, Mass Effect puts forth this hypothesis that... You know how, I think it's crabs, that, like, evolution tried to make crabs, like, five times before finally doing it? Um... It's, I believe it's part of the Mass Effect world building that evolution just prefers a bipedal form. And oh, so, God, that's so stupid. So, like, just it's just the most efficient form of life to become a bipedal form with rational, like, cognition. And so that, doesn't make that any is sense. why... That's why all of the aliens are humanoid. <laughs> stupid. Bad game. Morton time! Morden, Morden, our our very own war criminal. Morden Solus, the first Solus that we will be complaining about. Who's the second Solus? Solus from Dragon Age. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> All right. Morden time. Yeah, Morden. Um, so okay. Mort- so- uh, you mm-hmm. meet him because he's treating the plague on Omega. There's a plague on Omega. Don't worry about it, though. It's for poor people. Uh, we're not going to worry about it after we take Morden away from Omega. Well, because you cure it as part of that mission. Yeah, you do cure it as part of that mission. Uh, also, it doesn't affect humans, so who cares? So everybody thinks that the humans gave it to everybody. Um, um, and you're and like, but what about the Vorcha? The Vorcha, a.k.a. the Green Goblin species. The Green Goblins. Yeah. Nora, this podcast is going to be so long. It's fine. It's fine. We're, it's fine. Okay. What are we at now? And, oh, two hours! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look, we knew that these are flagship titles. Yeah. These are triple A's. Like, we're... I promise. Well, I will not promise that we're going to talk about uh, Dishonored 2 for a shorter amount of time. <laughs> oh, I mean, did we do two hours for we Dishonored sure 1? We sure did. Well, listen. <laughs> What's wrong with us? Um, we decided to get into criticism. Yeah, that's true. And also, like, deeply talking about these games. Anyway, Morton Solis, real piece of shit. Real piece of shit. Um. You might remember, if you're familiar with Mass Effect, or if you listened to our previous episode, the Krogan, uh, which are, you know, Grunt and 
Rex and all of those folks. Uh, they're the big reptile people with the big foreheads. They bash into things. They got hit with a genophage a while back, which means that one in a thousand uh, Krogan births actually live and like develop a uh, new nervous what system. Nervous. I was like neural nervous ner- neutral <laughs> a system. Nuclear system. A neutral system. <laughs> Everyone's got a neutral system in that Yes. God. Only, only one in a thousand Krogan pregnancies actually result in the fetus forming a nervous system and being able to, like, live as a being. Um, because everyone is like, ah, thanks for killing all the Rachni for us, Krogans, but now we're worried that you're going to take over the world, I guess. Um, so we're going to make sure too... you can't make any more of you. And you're too dumb to assimilate into galactic culture. God, I fucking... Which, by the way, you might remember, the reason that the Volus and the Elcor and the Hanar aren't on the council in the Alliance is because they don't have fleets. The Krogans have fleets? Yeah. But of course, they would never extend an invitation no. to the Krogans. No, they're too, they're too dumb. They're too dumb and rambunctious. Anyway, Morden made the genophage. Well, he... I don't know that he made the genophage, but what he did was he modified modified it it so it would continue working, which is maybe worse to me. Uh, Because you have all of this, like, just the long-standing suffering of an entire species in front of you, and you go, yeah, I could could do that. That's fine. Let's do it again. I don't, I don't feel bad about doing this. And the entire time uh, you talk to him, like, this is all loyalty mission shit, because the recruitment doesn't matter. You, you find him, you recruit him. Whatever. Um, his deal is, uh, actually, what I did was actually very good and correct at the time, and I am not uh, a war criminal for doing so, even though, like, I actively hurt people. Uh, an entire species. I... The, and you're like, you know the the murder and, like, the blood of, like, millions of innocent lives is on your hand. He's like, no, it's not. JK. Te- technically, it doesn't kill people. Technically, yeah. Technically, nobody's born, so it's not a murder. And, like, just... there's, like, this weird, there's this weird pro-life, like, mm-hmm. abortion thing happening here that makes me sound like a fucking pro-lifer. But that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Because this is all, this is like, you know, it's sterilizing people without their consent. Like, it is, that's what it it is. is. Listen, you can do genocide without murdering. Yes. Um, and, like, he says, oh, well, either genophage or genocide. Like, we were either going to go to war with them, or we were going to keep them from reproducing. Because that's the only two options. Like, it's, they just... Decide in this game, they go, well, the Krogan would either kill each other or kill us. We did a bunch of, we did a bunch of like data. We did, we did research and we decided that the, we made an app. Yeah. We, we made a graph and we decided, uh, that what was going to happen was the Krogan were going to attack everybody. Let's ignore the fact that we are the reason the Krogan came up anyway. Like it's literally, we were going to get killed by the Rachni. So we made the Krogan kill them but then we're going to kill the Krogan instead. Like, I don't understand 
the like leap in moral logic and like i guess you have to believe a lie to actually do this kind of thing because it it is you know like that disgusting uh but you know he continues to say like i'm not a war criminal i didn't murder anybody like i didn't do a genocide we did the genophage there's you know like the crokin as a whole are violent but there's outliers they're worth saving and it's like that's not the fucking point like he literally says there's outliers who aren't violent so they're worth saving it's like that's not you don't get to choose that i just want you to know that i read ahead on this page from orton and i read a paragraph that made me nearly interrupt you to talk about mass effect 3 <laughs> We can't um, talk about Mass Effect Three. We're not we're not done yelling about Morton, is yeah, what I'll say. He will he will continue to be just the fucking worst. Anyway, what's happening is for his loyalty <laughs> mission, uh, he finds out that one of the people who worked with him on the teams of modified the Genophage uh, has gone missing, and he wants to go find him, and he thinks he's on Tuchanka. Um, and you go and find him, and he is hanging out with a sect of the sect, but a um, a group of the Blood Pack mercenaries who are led by Krogan mostly um, who are all uh, they're working to end the genophage and they are doing tests on humans and fortune whoever they can to try and cure it Um, the person leading that research is Morden's old research assistant Uh, because he goes Morden we fucked up like really bad like really really bad and i am trying to to, like repair that in any way i can i realize and like morton's whole thing is like you're testing on live test subjects you would do that you disgusting fuck uh while ignoring all the people he's killed Mm -hmm. um and And again this is mass effect it's not what you say it's how you say it (laughs) yes um and, like, you have the choice to be like, oh, using humans is wrong, but if you do, you're a real piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't I didn't look at that. But, like, you find some of the people that they were testing on, and, like, there is a Krogan woman you find who's, like, dead, and um, Morden's like, wow, this is fucked up. I can't believe they would do this. And then, like, you look at the body, and you're like, this was a voluntary, like, treatment that she underwent because, like, you stole a people's fertility. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, it's not my fault. They just, the graph, the graph said, the algorithm said that they would attack us. We had to save their lives. And then Shepard's just like, did you save her life? Yeah. And more like, oh. oh. Um. Yeah. Anyway, um, it, did you kill Malin? No, I don't think so. I didn't, I and I kept his data. I didn't kill him, and I kept his data as well. Yeah, because hey, he's what? because he's right. Mm. Mm. This happened again. I played Renegade the whole fucking game, but because I never chose any Renegade options that had to do with being a racist, I still got the Paragon ending. Yep, yep, that sounds right. If you don't commit to being a space racist, you don't get renegade endings. You can't. You can't play this game and be an air quotes bad guy without being racist. Because that's the only kind of bad guy there is. I mean, like... I'm just... I just want to know. Like, what's the... Is there not a concept of renegade outside of also being a a fascist racist? Apparently not. Because, like... 
I chose the ruthless background in Mass Effect 1 so that I would have, like, as, like, a hook for my character. I was like, okay, this is a character who, like, does hard shit and, like, will take on any difficult task no matter what, will, like, resort to intense means to get results, yeah. um, but is not, like, a bigot. Like, yeah. is like, not a good person, to be clear, but just isn't a bigot. Because I'm not going to roleplay being a bigot. No, it sucks. Why would you do that? Um, I just wanted a specific type of, like, cool soldier cop. Yes. Uh, and instead, I'm just... I'm mean most of the time, except for with Liara, who I'm very kind to. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> She's just a nice dweeb. You can't. Yeah. Um, Shadow Broker. I don't have a lot more to say about Morden. Eddie, all yeah, of you, Morden. all of you. I'm saying this as if like there's people listening to this who like are pro Morden. I guess, but I guess it's possible. But like you, abs- you go on forums every day and you talk to people about Mass Effect. I do I've not go on the Twitter. forums. Every day. <laughs> How dare you? I look at it occasionally, um, and I have stopped posting because everybody there is out of their fucking mind. You should just drop the podcast and leave. They, I just don't <laughs> understand. Like, it, it is fucking disgusting. And the fact that they're like, haha, funny man, sing a song. Like, oh, well, I, I'm, I'm glad to, to find out today that um, I won't get the song in Mass Effect 3 because he didn't sing it in Mass Effect 2 in my save. Because oh, I never okay. spend any time with him. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, I used him once for his loyalty mission and never had him at my party again. <clears throat> I gave him the role in the suicide mission that would just remove him from the game. That's good. Good Not, call. He didn't, he didn't die, but, you know. Damn it. <clears throat> um, I should have put him in the fucking tube. That would have sorted him You should have put him in the fucking tube. Everybody anyway, in that, too. Uh, my first playthrough ten years ago, I put Jack in the tube for some fucking reason. Oh, not a good move. And then I had Miranda do the shield. It didn't work. No. Which is weird, because she's supposed to be, like, biotic god. No, she was physically engineered. But her biotics are not, like, part of that. Oh, not a part of that. Sure, sure, sure. Biotics are not just who you, like, what your brain is like. It's also, like... Your exposure to Ezo and what type of implant you have and all sorts of weird yeah. modifiers there. Let's talk about Lair the Shadow Broker. Lair the Shadow Broker. Finally, some good fucking food. Finally. Um, this I finished Shadow Broker at 3.30 in the morning. I, w- I had a white claw drained at my side. <laughs> I was having a good time. So... Yeah. You find Cerberus gives you some intel that Liara was looking for, which is um, a lead on the Shadow Broker. Yes. The Shadow Broker is the final boss of, uh, like, information in Mass Effect land. Uh, He has... Think he has more connections than the elusive man who runs Cerberus. Yes, which is is, uh, supposed to be, like, wild. Um, so she's trying to find him. I don't remember why, but she wants to find him. Yeah. 
Um, well, it's because of the comic stuff I mean, that happens because uh, the Shadow right, Broker has of, Shepard's body. Shadow Broker had Shepard's body, and also she wants her friend back. Yes. Uh, Farron? Is that right? Probably. I, you think I fucking remember his name? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no. You deliberately intel, she's like, okay, meet me in my apartment, and we can make a plan. And you show up, and the place has been shot up. Yep. And you meet another specter, which is awesome. We have met Nihilus at the beginning of Mass Effect 1, and then there was Saren, and that's all we got. Yeah, that's it. This is the first time we've seen another specter. Every other specter you ever meet, besides Nihilus, is evil. Well, apparently Nihilus is evil, too, because he shot a civilian. That's true. He did just murder that civilian. (laughs) Damn. Are the the secret police bad? Are are we the baddies? Um, Anyway, the specter, who's definitely not going to betray you, helps you poke around. And find a copy of the data that Liara had stashed for you. Yeah, and it, like, only responds because you're Shepard. Right. It leads you to a trade center, I guess? Sure. Um, Because she's going to go find someone there. Uh, But then the place gets bombed, and everything goes to shit. And you're fighting through all these guys, and you get up to... Where, um, trying to find this guy. Yeah. And the specter is there, and she shoots that guy before Shepard gets into the room. What the? And then, uh, as you're like, ah, shit, what do we do now? Where's Liara? Liara shows up and pulls a gun on the specter. Yeah. And, you know, it is revealed, uh, that she has been working for the Shadow Broker the whole time. Yep. And, uh, do you... I think she might get a shot off on her. I don't know. But the important part is that she runs away, and you follow, and you have a speeder chase through the skies of Ilium. Straight out of Attack of the Clones. Yup. It's like, it's like just that scene. It's, look... This whole arc is extremely Star Wars and extremely Attack of the Clones specifically because, like, after the chase, um, and by the way, it is at this, at this point, when you get in the car to do the chase, you leave one of your squad mates behind and replace them with Liara. And from this point on, you, um, Bioware starts saying, um, Bioware starts selling you Naughty Dog games, basically, because <laughs> they're like, okay, we got it. We do the banter between the two characters, right? Yeah. And then that's when the, it starts between Liara and Shepard just exchanging quips throughout this chase, throughout the on foot chase in a minute, and throughout the next level after that, you're getting all this banter between, um, Shepard and Liara, and it's just really charming most of the time. Yeah. Um, where it's like, Shepard is the one driving the car, and so you're getting very, kind of stock, like, car chase dialogue, but it's very fun, and it's just delivered really well, and it's a good moment, and it's just really good execution on that. And then you crash into this 
fancy, fancy apartment complex, and you chase her on foot, and she's bleeding, and it's, like, people are just partying, and you're interrupting their party, and it's extremely, like, Jedi business, go back to your drinks. Yes. Like, you're a specter, and you're going around chasing down um, this other specter, and, like, you finally get there, and you have to have a boss fight with her, and it's really cool because she's zipping around the battlefield doing cool biotic shit. Uh-huh. And you've got Liara, who has, I think is the only character with singularity, which was the really good biotic power from the first game. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's really fun. And then you finally beat her, and you take back the data disc that has the location of the Shadow Broker. Yes. And there's a planet where um, during the day, the, the oceans boil, and then at night, like 10 minutes after sunset, they freeze. Yeah. And so on that line of sunset, in this permanent sunset, there's this huge chaotic lightning storm, and inside that lightning storm is a ship constantly floating through the lightning storm and like taking power from it, and that is where the Shadow Broker is. And you have to go down in your shuttle, and you have to run along the top of this ship as, like, this gorgeous skybox has all these storm clouds. It's very Destiny. It's a very Destiny level. Yes, it very much Um, is. And you're, like, shooting the lightning rods so that they zap all the enemies around you, and you're still having this really fun dialogue between Liara and Shepard. You finally fight your way inside... And you uh, find the Shadow Broker, and he's a new alien that we haven't seen before. And, like, almost an almost extinct people. Well, they're... I don't know that they're extinct. They're just, like, not spacefaring. Oh, that might be what it is, yeah. Because, um, basically, they're big and buff, and they're basically, like, Krogans, but with the minds of Solarians, if you want to sure. Just mix and match. They're like, we're big and strong, and we're extremely smart, and we learn things very fast, but we just think it would be fun if all we did was fuck around and blow shit up. Love that. Love that about we've them. Just, we've just decided that that's what our deal is, and so every time the council sends first contact teams to our planet, we just fuck them up. <laughs> we don't really give a shit. We're not really interested. It's, it's not that we're like too dumb to be part of galactic society. We just don't care. We just think y'all suck. We're stronger than you and cooler than you and our meat is huge. And so you fight him and he's kind of cool, I guess. You immediately lose whoever you brought along with, by the way, the second squad member that you bring with you on this mission doesn't get any dialogue. They literally just pantomime. Yup. They get knocked the fuck out immediately so that you can have a cool scripted boss fight with Liara giving you tips. Uh, he's got an energy shield. It's cool. Um, and then you defeat him and Liara is standing there and she becomes the new Shadow Broker because nobody knows who the Shadow Broker is. There must always be a Lich King. So she just inherits this immense network. It's uh, fucking like, cool. Spies and gangs and all sorts of shit. And then you get your reward. You can run around and you can pay money to get some little perks and, like, influence the galaxy around you. 
Um, and, like, purchase mining companies that just send you shipments of the resources in the game. Um, which you need. And then the real reward is the dossiers. Yes. And this is where they finally decided to make all your squad mates characters. Because they have, like, Grunt has an internet search history as one of his files. Uh-huh. And it's stuff like Krogan's, uh, Great Krogan's, Great Krogan victories, human victories, uh, downloaded a, like, human Civil War document, documentary. <laughs> or, like, yeah. um, like, Erdnot Rex. And then spelled like the character Rex, it says Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> the last the last entry on his search history is just dinosaurs. <laughs> He's so it's good. Like, so Jack writes poetry under the name Jacqueline Not because she's subject zero, so not. Yeah. Um, but she gets rejected because she's submitting it to a metered poetry, uh, like. <laughs> club or uh-huh. something and she doesn't write meter poetry write meter. meanwhile kasumi writes haikus about wanting to fuck jacob and watching him uh work out good for her and then i don't know you go you go to jacob's file and one of his uh documents is like his workout routine because <laughs> <laughs> that's idiot. also uh I think Samara and Jacob both watch the same cop show. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I think it's like an Asari cop show. There's a world where this game was good. And yeah. it's and it's hidden in Lair of the Shadow Broker. You just get a little window. You just get a little peek. Um and I know that like I sound like I'm completely enthralled by this because I just had such a good time with it. Um this, like, you know, sometimes a bad thing has a little good piece in it. Like, yeah. I don't I don't want to sound like I'm discounting all the other shit that we just spent two hours talking about. Oh, I don't, just, I don't think you have. Be just clear. because they, they did a, they did an Attack of the Clones riff. <laughs> they did do that. It is just Attack of the Clones. Like... The, between what the Justicars are and, like, this section of the game, it was just, mmm, just very delicious, very tasty Chef Kiss Star Wars content. Yes. And then you have an option of, oh, let's, yeah, Liara, we're friends. We're, like, we have this intensely good chemistry together, even if you're not part of a romance with her, because I turned her down in the first game. Um... I'll just invite you up for dinner. And you just have Liara come up to the ship and you, like, share some wine and have a good time. And it's like, I wasn't sure if this was a, hey, here's your chance to, like, check that box of, like, I would like a Liara romance in Mass Effect 3, please. Thank you. Uh, which it is not, as far as I know. It it's was not. just It was just, oh, it was really nice to just have these two characters be very good friends and, like have this bond together. Yeah. Like, especially since this is the last thing I did before the suicide mission. It had this, like, really nice feeling of, oh, Shepard has a friend. Yeah. Which is never 
even with like Garrus and Rex is like there's a respect between Shepard and Rex, but it's a very different thing. Yeah. Um, the dynamic is totally different to me. Whereas like Shepard and Liara, I believe could like hang out and get drunk together and just have a good time. Like I'm sure she could do that with Rex, but it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, absolutely. I just really enjoy that relationship a lot. It's um, good. I'm sure it's also good if you are dating Liara. Yes. I don't know if, if you had any uh, interesting like changes in that in that section from that. Uh, the, you know, they there's just like a little more romance to it. Not a mm-hmm. lot, but like a little bit more. And also it locked me out of romancing Thane. Oh, yeah. Because I did it before the suicide mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Shadowbroker just weirdly becomes kind of a good game for a little bit there. For like two hours. Yeah. <laughs> for two for two of the thirty two beautiful hours. hours. Uh, and that brings us to the suicide mission. I I honestly I don't have a lot to say about this. You make choices about who's leading what squad where. Uh you, you well, go through uh, the Reaper. Before that. You get the Reaper IFF, right? Yes. And between that and using it, the collectors hit your ship again and they capture the crew. By right. which I don't mean your squad members, I mean specifically Everybody but the squad members. Everybody else. Um and you play as Jacob briefly. No, you play as Joker. Joker. You there play you as go. Joker, who turns, who like basically unshackles Edie, the ship's AI that Cerberus installed, so that she can like save Bent out all the collectors. Yeah, exactly. Um, this and after this point, she calls him Jeff for the rest of the game, Ooh. foreshadowing. That in Mass Effect 3, she will have a fat pussy. She will have the fattest pussy, and she's going to destroy that man's hips. You thought he had bonitis before? <laughs> oh, he's not going to be the same after that. <sighs> Unshackling the AI was truly just the beginning of this Dom subplay. But after that, you take your ship and you can do the end game. If you do it immediately, you don't lose anyone important. You just lose a character who you met briefly on Horizon. Um, but if you do any missions before going through the Omega-4 relay, then you have to watch Kelly die. We haven't mentioned Kelly at all. She's horny. Um, she's horny for almost everyone. Yeah, she's just she's just a uh, pansexual human girl who is your who is like your uh, assistant. Uh, mm-hmm. Like secretary, and she just goes, "Wow, wow, that Garrus guy, huh?" Except, repeat that for everybody you recruit. Her main function seems to be, um, Commander, you've got an email. <laughs> Commander, you've gotten a new email at your terminal. It's like, yeah, there's a button on my phone for that. I, yeah, I know like that. It, it, yeah, I have a notification, Kelly. Thank you. Uh, but I did flirt with Kelly the whole game, of course. Why wouldn't you? And so the last thing I did after beating the game uh, was to invite Kelly up to my cabin. Cabin? Cabin. Is that right? Sure. Uh, 
And then she dances, and then she sits in your lap, and she cuddles you. And that's, But it's not a romance. No. You're not allowed to think that's a romance. No. That's not um, romance. That's what good also, friends do, okay? But also, the last thing I did before shutting off Mass Effect 2 for good was that I just... I flew back to the Shadow Broker ship and hung out on the on that ship for a while before Hell yeah. off the game. So, um, anyway, you she's there. You save her and Doctor Chakwas, and um, basically the suicide mission com- is comprised of like a series of decision points where you dictate who does what in order for everyone to get through the mission. And there's also some moments of you can talk to your teammates earlier in the game and ask if they have any ideas for upgrading the Normandy, and you need to buy those upgrades to get through um, the suicide mission without losing anyone. Yes. I didn't buy any of them in my first playthrough, because I specifically remember people... I think Tally just died before we even landed the ship. Yeah, like, if you don't get the, like, shield upgrades, like, you just lose part of your ship, and it's just fucked up. Um, and you go through the base, and you fight collectors for the third time in the game. Yeah. Like, for the game about the collectors, you don't see them very often. Nope. Um, and then that is when it's revealed that you have to fight the Embryo Reaper that we mentioned before, and you do, and you beat it, and the elusive man is like, hey, what if you slid that my way? What if, yeah, what if you don't blow that Reaper up, and you're like, uh, dog, no? And he's like, but what if we could control the Reapers? It's like, shut, shut, shut the fuck. You're just gonna build your own, which like, And he's like, no! Keeping the dead Reaper to study Good idea. Sure. Giving it to the Nazis? Bad idea. Bad idea. <laughs> um, so, b- because there's no nuance in this game, you know. Yes or no answer. Yes or no answer. I from what I understand, if you, if you keep the Reaper, you still have an argument with the elusive man at the end of the game anyway, because he's evil. Yeah. But. Of course. Also... His eyes glow in the dark because, uh, like, they they glow blue in the dark, and that's like, oh, it's a cool effect. But it's like, I know the thing, right? In Mass Effect Three, the elusive man is, uh, um, what do they call it? Indoctrinated. Indoctrinated. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I don't know if that's just supposed to be, oh, he was always indoctrinated, or if this is just, oh, here's a cool detail that also looks identical to what Saren had. There's also, uh, the thing is, like, parts of Sovereign, 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 Sovereign have gone missing after the mm, Citadel mm-hmm. incident. Uh, so the implication is also that, like, you can still be indoctrinated by pieces of Reaper that are floating around. And, like, yes. the, when you're on the dead Reaper... Like, yeah, when you're getting the IFF, they, there's, like, um, logs from people who were there talking about how they were being indoctrinated, like, during that whole thing, even though the Reaper is dead. Yeah. Which is wild. Which is wild. Uh, I think they could do, like, a way better game with, like, scarier Reapers. 
Like, there's, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a good game in here somewhere, probably. There's like forty percent of a good game in here. Yeah, like, unfortunately, sixty percent is very heavy. Yeah, sixty percent is very heavy, and forty percent of that sixty percent is all ableism. Yes, just racism and just just the nastiest shit you can think of. This game sucks. Sorry, everybody. Game fucking sucks. It has no business being like this one of, modern considered classic, one of the greatest games like, of all time. Part of, it's part of the canon, you know. Yes, and also like. Uh, we're not even talking about, like, the mechanics where you go from planet to planet and suck them dry of resources uh, to fuel From the comfort ship. of your own ship. From the comfort of your own ship. You don't even land. You just go there, you probe the whole thing, you, like, suck sh- planets dry, uh, and then you just leave. Now, it's like, to okay. be fair, you, I guess you're specifically only draining it of those four resources. Which yeah, but they're very clearly the resources use. you need to travel through space. No, you just need money to buy fuel. Well, what I mean is, like, they're upgrades to ships. It's what you make ships out of. It's what you make yeah, that's like, fair. that stuff out of. Like, you're you're depriving whoever's there of these things. It's fine. Yeah, I sure. don't think you're. I don't think you can probe planets that are inhabited, though. No, I'm pretty sure you can. Hmm. Maybe. I know that if you go to not by like the... spacefaring people. Oh, yeah. But people um, who aren't spacefaring yet? Yeah, you could steal all their shit. I know that if you go to Uranus and you do one, the computer says, really, Commander? Shut the fuck up. Video games suck. <sighs> Video games suck. <clears throat> um, that's Mass Effect 2, I guess. That's Mass Effect 2. You want to talk about some emails? Yeah. Um... We shouldn't spend a super long time on this. Uh, we'll try to get through them. <laughs> We'll try and get through as many as we can here. Tron sent us a very long email, uh, just mirroring a lot of what we said about Overlord coming from a perspective of someone who is on the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it fucking sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Sorry. It's it's just bad. Uh, I've sent you the rest of the emails in picture form. I, I just have the email account now. We did this last time. Oh. Well. Well, thank you, But thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you just pick one and run with it. I want to do crasses, but other than that, you can pick whichever ones you want. Okay. Uh, well, Crystal's came in first. Um, thank you, Crystal. Uh, who says, for a game all about building a team, one of the weakest parts of Mass Effect 2 to me is that the squad mates barely interact with each other at all beyond a few brief moments of conflict and really only have a relationship with Shepard. Keeping in mind that most of the team suck ass, what are the uh, some odd pairings that you think would have interesting conversations or interactions? What would Jacob and Grunt talk about? Or Samara and Tally? Or Zaid and Jack? Uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely like a bummer. Yeah, like, this is where... But on the other hand, like galaxy braining here but like this is exactly the kind of shit where that like prompts fandom where like you have kind of a character and kind of another character and you wonder oh what if they were characters and what if they interacted and then that's fan fiction just blossoms yeah and i think people remember that as canon rather than 
like the oh, empty rooms sure. where they just start yelling at each other when they see an enemy. Like that's all they do. There's no interaction. Crystal's completely right here. Um yeah. it like especially in weird pairings where like if you bring Tally and Legion on the same mission, nothing happens. They don't snap at each other or anything. They're just There there's like a couple extra lines of dialogue if you bring Legion on Tally's loyalty mission. Yeah, but that's it. Also, you would have to play the game in a weird order to do that. Uh-huh. Um, I want to see, like, Thane and Legion. Yeah, what do they got going on? Thane is, would be fucking what, fascinated by what Geth has going on. Yeah, what, what does Legion think of souls? That's a good question. Um, otherwise, like, Samara and Jack? Samara and Jack would be a really weird one. I mean, that's just like, oh, put the punk and the cop together, but like... Yes. They're both very powerful biotics. So like, how, long, have, oh, how long would it take for Samara to become uh, Jack's mom? Uh, it has already begun. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, she gave up all of her stuff when she became a Justicar. Like, she yeah. probably knows... Like, there's a big list of what she used to have. Like... She probably could get Jack a, a shirt to wear. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love that everybody gets an alternate outfit when you do their loyalty mission, <laughs> and Jax is just, she puts a shirt on. It makes you less uncomfortable. Um, Samara just handing Jack, like, a t-shirt and saying, uh, like, calling it armor. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, you know. I guess, like, Morden and Grunt would be fun, just because I know how that could, would go. Yes. <laughs> It'd just kind of be fun for me. I I brought Grunt on Morden's loyalty mission. I did, too. Yep. <laughs> you shitbird. You absolute monster. Uh, let's go to our next question. Uh, we got one from M, who says, Why does Mass Effect 2 give you a very boring bug man to fuck, but can't even put an Elko or a Hanar in your party? What's the point of going beyond the limits of Star Trek makeup-style aliens when you can only interact with them infrequently and from a distance? Why is there such a fundamental lack of imagination in Mass Effect? Um, yeah, all of the aliens that aren't just humanoids don't ever get to be part of your squad. Yeah, it sucks. I hate that. I I would I would legitimately love to have an actual like Hanar party member. That would be that would be interesting. Uh I guess the reasoning for that is just because they don't want to figure out how to program that. Like, how to put a gun them. in their hands. Can <laughs> you imagine wouldn't have a gun? Can you imagine have like having an Elcor hold a gun? Would they hold would would an Elcor wear pants no. like this or like this? You know that Elcor would just have two shoulder-mounted miniguns. God, that'd be so sick, though. <laughs> It'd be really cool. Uh, also, M says, may your giant Terminator skeletons be baffling and trivial. Thank you. I hope they always uh, are. There's a fundamental lack of imagination in Mass Effect because it's made by cowards. Cowards! But also, like, you can see seeds of Mass Effect in KOTOR. Uh, and KOTOR is also, like, Star Wars is also made by cowards. Yes. 100%. Everyone online calls Mass Effect like this homage to the 80s, and I have no idea why. There's nothing in here. There's, I there's don't nothing. Understand. Is it because they wear suits? 
like skin tight suits? Yes. Is that it? Sure. Probably. I don't know. There's a lot of buttons, a lot of lot of like uh digital screens, a lot of a lot of like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um like hologram tablets. The holograms all fucking suck. Yeah. They're all flickery and flashy, and I'm amazed nobody has migraines but Caden. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is a game made by people who have no imagination, which is really weird because you made a space game. You could do anything. You could do anything. Also, leave my uh, green butler alone. Thank you. <laughs> I just... It would be, I know it would be outside of what the game is because they want all these to be shooters, but having the Hanar party member who can only use biotic powers would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, they ended up putting a Volus in the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. They can clearly do something, even though the Volus are, you know, another bipedal. Uh, but, you know, they're more mm-hmm. round. Also, it was a joke, so. <laughs> um, we have another email from Taya. Uh, so, uh, says first, hope the game wasn't too much of a slog. Yeah, well. Uh, first, <laughs> do you feel... <laughs> hours. Uh, two questions. First, do you feel that the game would be overall better if it actually forced you to make choices instead of giving you the option to circumvent most problems entirely by having enough Paragon Renegade points to pick the ideal third way? Would removing that even fix any of the fundamental issues with the game's writing? And secondly, do you think there's any way that Morden could have been written well with no genocide apologia? Or were the writers too deep within the constraints of liberal ideologically er, ideology to even consider that humanizing a war criminal might not, in fact, be nuanced writing? Uh, it's, uh, for, the fir- for Morden, it's the latter. <laughs> um, it really feels like they just decided on the genophage thing when making Mass Effect, and then in the sequel, they're like, okay, so we're in this corner now. Yeah, they're like, oh, we forgot, we forgot to write that it's fucked up. Uh, we made that decision, and now we have to do a sequel, and now people have, people have questions, and uh, it really doesn't feel like they meant for it to ever be questioned. Right, it was just supposed to be clear that this was a good thing. But unfortunately, when you make Rex the only good party member and then go, by the way, his race of people is being sterilized against their will. <laughs> you can't do that. I I mean, I, I guess this depends on what you mean by written well for Morton. Of like, yeah, I don't really want to sympathize with that kind of person. I like, think it's more interesting if the Cerberus recruited Solarian scientist is just full on evil, but also I don't want that. I don't want to interact with that. Like on it just sucks. I don't want anybody who has anything to do with the Genophage uh, unless they're like, "Hey, I guess the way to do it is like Morden's like, "Hey, I know I fucked up, but I want to fix it." But they can't let you do that because, you know, there's a third game and also like this tension has to still exist otherwise like in theory, the Krogan have started reproducing like crazy. And, but, like, the the version of this where Morden from the start is like, oh, I regret what I did, is more interesting than, than what he is now, but, like, that becomes like, oh, I was seduced by, you know, nationalism and fascism into, like, protecting my identity as a non-Krogan 
in a galaxy that has this perceived outsider threat. And that does stray too far outside of like neoliberal uh, constraints of discourse. Yeah. For, for that to actually be what the character was. Um, as for Paragon Renegade options, uh, I don't think that this would fix anything. No. Um, I don't know that the, the thing of like, you have to make a decision is like. It's not the be all end all of this kind of game. Right. I don't ever feel like it's that impactful. I'm trying to think of like a decision point in a game where like I felt an impact and like was affected by being put in that position. And I just I just don't think you're ever going to get that. Like no one no one forgets they're playing a video game. No. No one forgets they're playing a video game that had marketing tie-in with Mountain Dew. <laughs> or, or whatever Mass Effect 3 was Fucking on. Doritos. Yeah, the Mass Effect 3 Dorito bag. But, like, there's... It's just hard to, like, actually get somebody so embodied in the story that they would feel the weight of, like, oh, no, you have to make a decision. Uh, I don't know that it's impossible, but, like... Nobody's done it yet. They wouldn't get. They weren't going to do it with Mass Effect. No, uh, I think that would just be frustrating. Like losing out on character loyalties because you couldn't like the idea that there is no such thing as compromise, and like the the thing that Mass Effect does currently is like we can always find compromise if you are either charming enough or intimidating enough to get people back on track and focus on what really matters. But that's always on the mediator. You never resolve conflicts by, like, actually talking about them. There's no way to it's, convince somebody that they're wrong, basically. It's it's never about conflict resolution. It's about ignore this conflict. Yeah, Put this aside so that we can fight the Reapers and then Jack and Miranda can have a duel at sunrise or whatever. Like, literally, you say, put this aside for ten minutes and then you can kill each other. Um, so, you know, I don't know where I was going to go with that, but that's that's a thought. <laughs> um, next one comes in from Salamancor. Uh, I like Mass Effect when it came out, but on revisit, it has some really bad underlying issues, and the storytelling is not nearly as good as I remembered. Agreed. Uh, also, the romance plots are all kind of terrible. Two questions. Do you think that any of the Bioware RPGs actually hold up to scrutiny or critical review? I would say no. No. Probably on that one. Um, and what if any AAA video game with narrative choices actually pulls off relationships and romance as well? Uh... I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, certainly not a AAA game. Um, no. Somebody will tell you that this is like The Last of Us or something, but that's just not true. That's not a game with narrative choices. Oh, right. Duh. I guess I had a good time with the Josephine romance in Dragon Age Inquisition. 
Uh, that was a pretty cute storyline about, like, um, the, you know, her, your girlfriend's noble house has some, like, troubles and you have to deal with that by, like, doing cool noble things like duels and dances and stuff. That was, that was an enjoyable time. That sounds cute. Yeah, it was cute. That's, that's the peak of AAA narrative decision-making yeah, romance plot. <laughs> that's where you go, oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, when you go to talk to her and you're like, oh, let's spend some time together, you just sit in the gazebo and, like, enjoy each other's company. It's very cute. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, next one? Yeah. Damn, you get the Jackson email? I get the Jackson email. Ha-ha! <laughs> um... From Jackson, I loved Mass Effect 2 so much as a teenager. Vivid memories of arguments with my girlfriend as to whether Mass Effect was better than Harry Potter. Uh, mega panel edit, and so they were both dumbasses. Um, I Mon- assume mega have... panel. What's that? You said mega panel? No, I, I said manga. Manga? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce words. Be nice to me. Uh, I assume you cover the big racisms and the obsession with nuanced genocide that this game has, uh, has. so instead I write in about Omega. You replaying 2 had me thinking about Omega for the first time in a decade. It might be the most ludicrous bit of world building imaginable. What if in non-council space the center of power wasn't like a state that formed even a bad one, but instead criminal syndicates, cliche gangsters, and then endless awful slums? What I'm asking is who the fuck organizes the sewage work on Omega? How do people live there? The game thinks the answer is there's no government, just criminal factions, but that's not how crime works. Have they not watched a single Yakuza movie in their lives? No. Um, they uh, haven't. Anyway, sorry for going on a little there with that paragraph. You do not gotta read it out. Too late. I'm just mad about Mass Effect. <laughs> uh, so the TLDR. What the fuck is up with this game's obsession with criminality outside of criminal or outside of council space, uh, the American Empire? It's such a specific and cruel twist on the already extant levels of racism. Yeah, so that's kind of what my point was with Garrus. Like, he decides, oh, I'm going to go to the crime part of the galaxy, but specifically mm-hmm. the poor crime part of the galaxy, and I'm just going to start sniping dudes for two years. I got nothing yeah. better to do with my life, so I guess I'll just go do some murder. Doesn't Thane do the same thing on on the Citadel in, like, ten years ago? There's, like, a comment... Or somebody makes like, you know, we had a lot of murders ten years ago. Nobody could ever figure out who did it, but they know it was a drill. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? Uh, I don't remember that specifically. I know there's a thing about, like, once he found out who it was that killed his wife, he was just like, alright, all y'all gotta die. And I think that might be what okay. you're talking about. Uh, it's because a one. It's a wife thing. Yeah, they, fr- they fridged his wife. <clears throat> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, don't but, don't put your frogs in the fridge. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> it's not good for them. <laughs> frogs only do this when they're very distressed. <laughs> Picture of a frog with a sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it it's really um the game is absolutely obsessed with painting people as uh, criminals so you don't feel bad about murdering them. Like even if it never says that out loud. Mm-hmm. Um. And but also, if you asked the people writing Mass Effect 2 what a state was, I don't know that they could answer you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you got me there. Because Omega, there's no government, it's just a nightclub. Like, that's all Omega is. And, like, everybody acts like that's enough to keep a bunch of people fed. And, like, there's apartments there, there's people who live there, there's stores, and it's like, there's nothing regulating any of this. What is the governing body? 
And it's, it's not Florida. a socialist or cap. It's not a socialist or communist place. You know that for sure. No, no. Uh, it, it's 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 anarcho-capitalism, I guess. I guess. It's weird. By which I, uh, which is just capitalism. It's not anarcho. There's nothing anarcho about capitalism. No. Um, but yeah, um, I honestly, I think the answer is supposed to be that there's sewage workers who work for Aria, like a gang would. Sure. I think literally that's what the text is supposed to suggest. Yeah. Which but also, doesn't... it's the f- space feature, so it's like, maybe it's like, oh, we just live on this station and it's all automated, so who cares? We have an right. engineer in case something breaks. It was originally set up and it had a government and then it just devolved from there. Yeah, I guess that's another answer. But... Because like, there's clearly like ventilation systems, and, like... Because that's, like, a key plot point of mm-hmm. the apartment mm-hmm. section and all that, yeah. Like, there's stuff there, it's just, yeah. We got one for, from, um, Crass Pants. Hmm. It says, hey, Jern up, Crass here. I've been on a bit of a 360-era kick lately, and I haven't personally played Mass Effect 2, so I figured the best way to figure out if I should play it is if you give me a better-than-worse-than rating on these other games from 2010. So is Mass Effect 2 better than or worse than Bayonetta? It's worse than Bayonetta. <laughs> like, way worse than Bayonetta. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. Uh, it's better than Red Dead Redemption, I think. Limbo. Did I ever play Limbo? Which one is Limbo? Is that the is that the black and white platformer yes. indie? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's but not the new one of those. No, it's the, the older oldest one. one of those. Uh, I don't know. Limbo's okay. It's fine. I Better than or worse than? Uh, what do you think? No, I'm asking you. <laughs> uh, this is worse than Limbo. Fallout New Vegas. Worse than Fallout New Vegas. Way Super- worse. Super Mario Galaxy 2. I haven't played it. I'm going to assume a Mario game is better than Mass Effect. Alan Wake. Alan Wake is way better than Mass Effect 2. (laughs) Castlevania Lords of Shadow. I have never played that game. Is it better than or worse than Mass Effect 2? It's better than Mass Effect 2. Hell yeah it is. (laughs) Oh thank god I picked the right answer. God of War Ghost of Sparta on the PSP. Uh, Mass Effect 2 is better? I don't know. Dante's Inferno. That's an excellent question. <laughs> no, no idea. Uh, Mass Effect 2 is better. I don't know. Just Cause 2. Just Cause 2 is way better than Mass Effect 2. And finally, who could forget? Death Spank. This is me Googling. What the fuck Death Spank is. I believe it's an indie side-scroller from the Xbox Live. Says here that 97% of users liked this video game, so it's probably better than Mass Effect 2. Am I thinking of something else? I, I have Spank. no idea what Death Spank is. Uh, mm, that's the art I was picturing. I definitely thought that it was like a 2D side-scroller. I guess I could have been confusing it with that... 
That one game about the knife. Y'all know what Shank. I mean. Shank. Death Spank. Shank. Death Shank. There you go. Death Shank. There we go. Spank Shank. <laughs> <clears throat> you want to take this book question? Uh, which one? The the ask question. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, this is from Alex. Uh, Alex says, first time writing in here. Um, first of all, I know you're going to talk about how this game is about how it's fine if you work with white supremacists, if you only take their money, resources, members, political clout, symbols, etc. As long as you give them an epic Twitter own at the end. But I don't want to talk about that. Oh, why would you leave? Uh, one. Does this game have as many ass shots as I remember? Yes. <laughs> So when you say you want to talk about two things, you mean the left and right cheek, right? <laughs> left and right cheek. Uh, the um, answer is yes. Absolutely, yes. Uh, two, I've played Mass Effect 1 and 2 back-to-back one spring several years ago, and the gameplay had a hard shift between the two. While this gave us more competent companion AI, I feel like something was also lost in how janky and complicated the original was. How does the gameplay shift sit with the both of you? It's the same shit to me. I don't it's, know. It- no, Mass Effect 2 is a way better game to play. <laughs> I still died to bullshit a lot in Mass Effect 2. Uh, the cover doesn't work half the time for I, me. I don't know what's up. I don't know. Uh, maybe your PS3 is broke. Maybe shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is. Uh, it is known. The lore of this podcast is I'm very good at video games and I never die. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I don't know. My shit works. I love to mash the button because Shepard refuses to sit down and get in the cover, and then what that means is that she just hops over the cover directly into enemy fire. Well, unfortunately, they did put every single use button on spacebar uh, <laughs> in the PC version, and spacebar uh-huh. is the only button you you press the button to talk to people, you press the button to open doors, you press the button to cling the cover, you press the button to jump. Oh, you mean the, the X button? Yes, it does every cross button. The Who, cross button. The cross button. Whoever invented the control scheme for this game is going directly to hell. Sorry. Uh, they went to hell before they died. That's true. Uh, last Our one. Final email comes in from Grace. Uh, it's me, former Grace. Former Grace, huh? Former. Okay. Former Mass Effect fan and religion correspondent Grace. Not former that last one, but former Mass Effect current religion correspondent. I'm very sleepy, so I don't know if I have any good questions, but I would like to know how the more explicitly religious stuff, especially Thane's Quiet Faith and whatever Legion's whole deal is. Uh, curious also what you thought about the big Reaper reveal. The idea that Reapers are made of old aliens, literally gods created in the image of their subjects, is a fascinating one, but something that, surprise, surprise, the game doesn't do much with. Have fun. Have fun with Mass Effect 3. Looking forward to your future freedom from Bioware hell. <laughs> Fortunately, we get to play Dishonored 2 first, so... Uh-huh. And then we get a little tiny break, a little oasis of Dishonored Death of the Outsider before we get into... Andromeda. Andromeda, which should be fine. It should be right? okay. I hope so. Um. Anyway, uh, so I also really like Thane's Quiet Faith and whatever Legion's whole deal is. I don't know um, if I have like anything interesting to say about it. Yeah, other than the, the part where like 
it's weird to name Legion after a Bible verse, yes. considering the like coding on everything else. Yes, and but. also like I I do wish they would have done more with all of this, like you said, like the the Reaper being made of old aliens, like God's created in the image of their subjects. Like it's it is an interesting thing to do. It's like the reverse of what uh, creation myth is. Uh, so there's something interesting there, uh, but of course, they're not going to talk about that ever. It's just I don't. Do they even bring up the ugly Terminator robot again? Because all the other Shrug. Reapers are just big hands. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know hardly anything about Mass Effect 3. Like, this is the only one I played before doing this podcast. Oh, Mass um, Effect 2 was? Yeah. Like, I tried Mass Effect 1 a couple years afterward. Like, a couple years ago before this podcast. But, like, I didn't. I got a, I got to the Liara mission and then quit. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I have much I more to say about it. I, I do wish they would touch more on that stuff, but also maybe it's good that they didn't. I, I, I'm I curious what, like, what else can they do? What else can they do wrong? Yeah. Like, they, like, I still remember the way that, like, God comes up in Mass Effect 1. Like, oh, do you believe in God? And you're like, what the fuck does that mean in this setting? Right. And then they don't explain that ever. They also don't explain the Asari goddess, for example. Yes, they do. Not in Mass Effect 1. Well, okay, that's true, but though they get there. <laughs> it's gonna come up. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, do you Are you know... excited to fuck a Prothean in Mass Effect 3? I would never fuck a Prothean. You sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Are you going to link me the Prothean I know is in Mass Effect 3? Uh, I could, if you want. <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing. It sounded like you were Googling uh, Javik? Javik? I think Javik. Javik. I was also looking up... Um, like, because I forgot. Open Google.com, enter text, hot Protheans? Okay. Well, I didn't mean it. We uh, should stop this mean, podcast. Did you mean the Prothean? <laughs> no. Oh, we weird. Sh- it's all images of Javik. Weird. Uh, we should, we should also, this fan show. art of Javik, Morden, and Legion all having tea together for some reason. Great. Um, so that's, I think, our last email. I'm going to refresh the page and like just double check, because you never know. Yeah. Uh, that is our last email. All right. That brings us to a close on Mass Effect 2. Do we have any like last final thoughts? Uh, this shit sucks. Sorry, everybody who still likes the series, but you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, That's really, like, combative and dismissive, but, like, I I can't imagine still thinking about any of this and seeing it as, like, good or... Uh, it's salvageable, but it's not good. And it take it would take a lot of work. Yeah. It, Especially it if you still lot. wanted it to be something AAA. Like, thinking about also a thing... That we've just kind of accepted and not really said anything about. It's like, this is a AAA game, right? Yeah. This was one of the biggest releases of the era. And, like, we know what that entails. We know that that means that 
everything that we say about this game that's like, oh, I wish they'd done this, I wish I'd done that, I wish that this had been developed in a different way, is like, we know that because of this being a big title and a big AAA IP that, like, well, saying a bunch of letters just in a row there was weird, but it, we know that this whole endeavor is just built on the back of human suffering to a disgusting degree. Yeah, I guess this is where we, like, bring up that message I got from uh, somebody who worked on the game. Um, if you wanted to bring it up, I wasn't sure if we wanted to work that in, but, like, I was just gonna like, at least mention that, like, keep in mind that this is a horrible, evil machine made this game. Yeah. Like, took people literally the same way that they do in the game of, like, creating the Reapers from squishing people into paste. Like, these companies do grind people down that's, into just their labor. That's what AAA video game making is. It's like... It, yeah. Yeah, so we, I, I got a message from somebody who um, worked on the game and uh, have confirmed as such, but um, they mention how, like, the people working on it were working 16-hour days, like, six days a week for a year. Uh, but also, <sighs> they, like, they mentioned, like, they're really proud of the game, and, like, that's really good, and, like, I'm really glad, and, you know, they... I would hate to do all that and not be proud of the game, yes. Yes, yeah, absolutely, and, like, I just... I feel so torn because on one hand, like, I'm really glad that this person is very satisfied with, like, the the game that they ended up making and, like, the team that they had brought together to do that because apparently it's a lot of people who are, like, rookies. But of course they were because you can't stay in this industry for more than six years without dying. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I... It's... It just sucks. It's just a constant reminder every day that you see this. And then, like, you play stuff like this and you're like, well... You know that was that was kind of cool, and then you think about the fact that like there are there are like hundreds of thousands of hours, like human hours, on this thing. Like it just and those people were suffering, and like people being like hospitalized for overwork, and like I the, none of this stuff is stuff that this person told us about. Like I don't I don't know what their like conditions were besides like sixteen hour days, like six days a week for a year. That's insane. Well, we get stories about this out of every studio. Yes, and like it's and, just. Like, it's then look at what we got out of it. We got kind of a bad shooter with some fun parts and some really bad parts, but it's kind of a middling video game out of like thousands of hours of human life just yeah. devoted to creating this. And our takeaway is like, eh kind of bad kind of sucks and it's like was that worth it and um i'm glad like the answer is yes for this person but but then you go on twitter and you see a 40 tweet thread about the breathing and heartbeat mechanics for last of us 2 yeah and it's like somebody died for like a like three second sound clip right like this this is all human suffering. It sucks. It sucks so bad. It is the most disgusting shit. Like it. We're gonna say this every time we play a AAA video game, yeah. right? Like we're not done doing this podcast because we're disgusted at the thing that we talk about, but we're also just not not going to just ignore the fact that like. 
all these boring video games not only cost, you know, millions and millions of dollars of, like, resources and space and time and it was but also like human life went into this and like human quality of life went into this as like a currency to make game happen and on top of that on top of the cruelty of the system of being like a person who makes games on top of all of those crushing pressures you work at bioware a company that from basically this point on in their history, like from Dragon Age 2 on, the response to Bioware games is some of the worst that I've seen in like video games. Like just the most vile shit. Yeah. Like e- even outside of the horrible shit you have to go through to work at Bioware to then have all of the people who lo- love your game just be, like, the worst, most rancid pieces of shit to you over it. On top of all that, like, this isn't worth it. Yeah, I cannot even imagine. I was looking into all of this after the the last episode, and, like, thinking about the arc of Bioware and the arc of this harassment stuff that goes on at Bioware... And it, like, really boils over with Dragon Age 2, but it was always there. Yeah. You know it was always there. It's just that, like, after Dragon Age 2 is when it started making headlines. Yep. And then, like, through that, through Mass Effect 3, through Old Republic, through even up to Dragon Age Inquisition, although I did not hear as much, as many stories by that point. Um, There was, like, a three-year stretch there. It was, seems like it was just hell. Yep. Like, uh, I think we mentioned we were going to do Banner Saga next year. Um, and that is a, from a studio formed from ex-Bioware employees who left, oddly enough, in the middle of that period. Like, yeah. people were, people were leaving the company. Um, people who, like, did, like, the narrative, teams for these RPGs that people supposedly loved were just like jumping ship to get away from this harassment and shit. And it's just horrible. And to have that alone is, is, is awful. But on top of the other shit that we just all talked about for five minutes, like it really points out that like these fucking video games aren't worth it, man. No, it's not. It's just not. This industry deserves to crash. <laughs> like, again. Hope it does. It just sucks. Sorry to bring everything to a downer note at, at the end <laughs> of our three-hour Aspect <laughs> 2 podcast. It, you know, it couldn't have gone any other way, truly. What's the Mass Effect 3 podcast going to be? <laughs> It's just screaming. Like, just four hours of screaming. Autumn mentioned that we kind of ended the first game in a place of uh, anger, and um, this time it's much more subdued, but it's just wariness, and and I, I feel like 
I'm coming across as very jaded in this moment. And I don't know that I want to, but I just want to, like, be aware of, like, the actual material, like, aspects of, of what these games are. Yeah. And, like, uh, the impact that they have on the actual real people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I would be much more mad about this game uh, if I had not played it a month ago. Like, I, I just got ahead of the of the recording schedule, um, and I was yes. fucking furious at the time. You had a whole thread on, on your on your alt about, in all caps, yelling about this game. Yeah. It was... It was a lot. Um, I think we covered everything you wanted to talk about it from there, though. Yeah, yeah, we we got everything. Uh, and, you know, there's just a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm sorry this podcast is so long. I'm not. I haven't done one of these in a while. It's three-hour pods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> uh, and also, like, who the fuck else is actually talking about Mass Effect 2 in 2020? Yeah, nobody. Ugh. <sighs> Thank you for sticking with us if you made it this far. It yeah. means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're going to do some plugs now, so that's your cue to head on out if you... Uh, <laughs> if you're if done. If you're, if you're one of those folks. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at YourFriendMolly with Y-E-R. You can find me at AudioEntropy.com, IDMayo.com, and Patreon.com slash playtest. You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find all the stuff I do at NoraBlake.online. This podcast is on the Abnormal Mapping Network. You can go to Patreon.com slash Abnormal Mapping. Give them some money. It's good. They do good work over there. Yes. There's also a whole bunch of other shows on the network you should check out. Um, You know, my wife does a Ghibli podcast on there. Uh, I've been listening to Idle Talk. On there with the Grace, who wrote into this show, uh, yeah, does it's a, it's a good, it's a good podcast. You should go listen to some of their podcasts. Give that network uh, a dollar. Listen to Great Gundam Project. But well, while you're on Patreon, go over to Patreon.com/slash/ExportAudio, and you can support the Export Audio Podcast Network as well, which is the network that me and my wife started. And we do a bunch of shows over there. I do a Mega Man podcast. If you want to listen to Rush Jet and hear me talk about video games more, Carly and I are watching every piece of. Mega Man animation and playing every Mega Man video game. We're just kind of working our way through the Ruby Spears cartoon right now, and we just played uh, Mega Man 2. So she's trying to go in order uh, of release, but like splitting the mediums in that way. So, anyway. Uh, I also do a League of Legends podcast. We Are the Champions is on uh, the Export Audio Network. It's very good. Uh, I think it's pretty funny. Mm hmm. I know that it, it might sound strange for the person who recorded this podcast to say, oh, I do a League of Legends podcast. You know, <laughs> the game made by Riot Games. By Riot Games, who is yeah. One of, another one of the worst um, companies in terms of like how they handle uh, harassment and how they treat their employees. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but it is true. I do make that podcast. It's true. <laughs> um, and it's fun. So that's it for this month's journal updated. I hope you will join us next month as we play Dishonored 2. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that'll be a little bit more of a lighthearted app. It will. Uh, There's no way it game. won't be. <laughs> 
There is no way Dishonored 2 could be worse than Mass Effect 2. I know that that is like hubris for saying it, but I've played both. I can confirm. It's not really hubris. I'm like, but is 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 there any way that a Dishonored 2 podcast could be like any more dire than a Mass Effect 2 podcast? No. I don't think there is. Um, it's just fun. Yeah. So, uh, I guess uh, you can consider this journal updated. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Updated my journal. <laughs>